the 571st edition of the Chairshot Podcast coming to you back here on a Sunday evening. It's going to make some sort of like, you know, forbidden door reference, but this is like the least forbidden. This is like the usual thing you always get at the right time. Just that's it. And no one's injured. So we're all here, which is good. Um, we're back. We're going to talk about Forbidden Door later, uh, as well as all the other wrestling news and updates after yes, uh, after last week's whopper week of news, uh, as well as all the other uh, bits and pieces that we've been up to during the week, including lads. I'm, I've thrown it back this week. I've gone a little bit retro. Uh, I've done a little bit of a, a, a you know a throwback. Uh, we had COVID in the apartment this week. Uh, which is uh, just just for a visit, was it? Yeah, remember twenty twenty. That's my Peter K. Is a good. Come in, come in, lad. I'm seeing yeah. ages. Vaccine, bloody. Oh, anyway, terrible. Um, yeah, uh, poor old Brona got uh, got the old Rona uh, again. Um, uh, which was uh, unfortunate. So uh, we were we were uh, in the what? <laughs> that's cracked Paul. I'm not laughing. No, I'm not laughing at your girlfriend having COVID. It just reminded me of when you said vaccine. Reminds me of a very obscure Carnation Street. <laughs> Richard Hillman. Richard going. You should have shared the party vaccine. <laughs> I don't know oh, why dear. That is that is the deepest pull. Oh, the NHS should have used that vaccine. <laughs> Actually, no, they, they wanted it to be less intimidating. Um, anyway, yes, uh, poor Brona did get uh, did get the old the old Rona. Uh, she is fine, thankfully. As of this recording, just a few hours ago, she's testing negative and out of isolation, uh, uh, which is good. Uh, during this week, I did get a, a little bit of a, um, a, a grim prediction of the future. I was sleeping on the couch this week, not because I was in trouble, lads. Wee, wee, lads, 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 lads. Oh, uh, no. The old and chain. Oh, oh, bloody couch again. Oh, what? Because I didn't do the dishes correctly, is it? Oh, no. Uh, just the old COVID isolation. Uh, which is a bit of a ball ache, but sure, whatever. Look, we got we got through it. <laughs> the old, the old uh, uh, birthday, which I rang in this week, was uh, was uh, r- rung in on the couch. Uh, sorry, it's only thirty one anyway. It's not even a milestone. It's nothing. Who cares? Um, but we did we did do a, a through through the door frame of the uh, of the isolation chamber gift exchange, which was quite nice. I got myself some lovely new headphones. Um, uh, I got myself the Jean Moxley book. Uh, which fine, gonna, book. I, I, fine book. I'm only about like two or three chapters in, but it's a belter already. I'm loving it. Yeah, it's great. So Moxley. So Moxley. It's great. Um, so loving that and a few other bits and pieces as well, including uh, the new Kirby game, which I have not actually started yet. Uh, but I want to start. Kirby. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, uh, an up and down week. Um, uh, but sure, we <sighs> we power through and we roll on and we're all healthy again until until fucking I get it next, most likely. Uh, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll, we can knock on wood here on my beautiful wooden broadcast table. Um that's about it for me this week on the whole life front because most of it's been spent indoors doing uh doing little dinner deliveries um and whatnot. Oh, uh, opening little presents at the Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because we just did that exact thing at Christmas. We did the gift exchanges because uh, yeah. I had it. And then the old the old B Day she had it. Uh 
So uh, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, what's the next one? Hopefully, Halloween we can leave the house. I'll be very annoyed if I have to get if I have to get dressed up just to sit in the living room. Um, uh, I don't know if I t- told this to you. Do you know what? I, I, for Halloween, I want to be uh, bloody Eddie Kingston. <laughs> so I'm, gas can. I'm debating shaving my head, um, but I don't think yeah. I will. Um, uh, I think I, I think I, I think I'd rock a blood covered Yankees shirt. Um, well, anyway. you need to do the little eyebrow shave as well. Oh yeah, I think I could just rock that anyway. To be honest. Um, <laughs> um uh, anyway that's my uh, that is my life guff for the week gents what have you been up to uh well, i went we went shopping yesterday uh, i needed a suit for me old uh, granddad's funeral didn't mm. have a dark suit only got a navy one mm. uh and really you do need a dark suit for, for you know different mm. occasions it's useful so um went out i was looking online and a lot of a lot of places were completely sold out and I was like, is this just supply chain, you know, yeah. the backlogs and everything? Uh, where are there no suits? Um, there's also been a lot of rail strikes in the uh, in, in UK this week because um, the old unions have said we've had enough. We want a bit more money. We don't want to get sacked. So they're on strike. God bless them. Um, that meant couldn't go into the city to get to, to look at suits. So we went to our local shopping centre. And I thought, well, look, I'm just going to buy whatever they've got there. I'm going to get. I need it for next week. I can't be ordering stuff online and hoping it turns up. So let's just go. We get something. It'll be great. Mm. Once we got there, I realized why there's a shortage. And it's because it is now late June. And the place was full of parents buying their kids suits for their leavers, ball or prom or whatever yeah. they call it these days. So there's all these fucking teenagers being dragged around by their mother going, oh, what neck are you? Let's measure your neck, Timothy. <laughs> are you going to get a waistcoat or come a bund? Um, so I just, I just, oh, quick, quick, just find a 38 short jacket before one of these, all these cunts buy them up. <laughs> we got there at, we got there at like 11 a.m. Um, found a very nice suit, though. It's a very nice kind of charcoal grey. Marks and Spencer's, uh, they call it the ultimate suit. I'm not quite sure Ooh. what. What makes it the ultimate suit? Maybe it's uh, incredibly homophobic. Maybe it's literally the last one they had in stock. Oh, yeah. It could be literally the ultimate suit. Um, Yeah, we got that. uh, And, yeah, it was was a successful shop. And then ordered some shoes online. So waiting for those to come. But, yeah, got that out of the way. So that was good. Good to do a bit of of shopping. And that's been about it, really. And then a quiet, quiet day today. Suit, suit shopping is a ball ache. It is literally never, even when there's not supply chain issues, it's just shitty. I just don't like it. Um, yeah. Yeah. For, for something you wear once every six to nine months. That, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I had a nice suit coming up to this uh, this wedding me and Brona went to a few weeks ago. And I was like, ah, I li- it's new, but I did just wear it at the last wedding I went to. It's mm. oh, classic overthinking. I was like, no one's going to be fucking combing my Instagram going, wait a minute. Barry wore that the last time he went to a wedding a year ago. Uh, but I was like, no, so I'm not going to do that. Let's go buy a suit. And then I went into like one shop once. I was like, actually, that's no, fine. I was going to get it dry cleaned. I, just, I, I yeah. immediately gave up, immediately gave up. Um, so yeah. Good old suit shopping, but that's it. But you're done now for another whatever you know. Oh um, yeah, I've got, lifetime, I've got a, lifetime. You know, I've got a dark grey suit and a blue suit. That's it. I, don't, that's I never it. need another suit. That's it. So it's fine. And what about you, Paul? Uh, where do I begin? Um, 
funny, Joe, you mentioned the old strikes because that reminds me of when I lived in France. I love the I love the <laughs> outcry in England because in France that happens every two weeks. <laughs> the strike, um, which resulted in me sleeping in my office for a little while when I was living in France. And uh, yeah, happy birthday to Barry. Barry spent his birthday looking after his old mate Paul to make sure he was all right. And then I forgot it was Barry's birthday. <laughs> it's all right. Like, Jesus, lad. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm one week removed now. Still here on my own. Still surrounded by a lot of naughty stuff. A lot of memories. And that. Mm. In fact... I'll get on to the week uh, in a bit, but I had a particularly bad day today because I was cleaning a little bit. The room was just in need of a clean anyway. And I came across on the windowsill a little uh, box that we had been using for storing our memory box. We put our stuff in it. And so I I don't know whether it was um, cathartic or whether it was just a huge mistake, but I, I sat down and started looking through. No. You know, letter, letters. <laughs> I know, I know. And this, but but this particularly was like stuff from the first year. Mm. So this was like early, early letters she had written me, um, and that was very, very bad for the old mental health. I'll say. Uh, I called her up. I was actually talking to her today, and I was just in bits, you know. Uh, and that's kind of the story of the week. I, I I miss her a lot. I miss her a great bunch. Um. You know, girlfriend or whatever, life just isn't the same without her around, and it really sucks. But um, this week was, you know, I was kept very busy in the week. People were really good. Loads of people reached out to me, by the way, on Discord, on Twitter, on Facebook. A lot of it. Mm. People were great. People were very, very supportive. A lot of, I'm here if you need me, which, Mm. you know... Don't take it personally, anybody. I'm just the kind of person who will not reach out to somebody. <laughs> so if I, if I haven't come back to you, don't worry. I don't hate you. It's just, you know, I just sometimes do uh, do better on my own. But I appreciate all the lovely messages I got. Um, I encouraged mutual friends to reach out to Natty as well. I'm sure she appreciated I haven't talked to her about it, but I'm sure she appreciated it as well, anybody who, re- who reached out to her. Um, but so the week started on Monday because obviously we, we last podcasted on Sunday, which was the day we broke up, which, uh, I don't know if I was, if I was any good on that podcast, I actually honestly don't remember much of it. Um, (laughs) Monday I said, I'm a tough bloke with a big cock, right? Lads, 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 lads. And and balls. Yes. And a hairy chest. Fucking balls. I'm going to work today. I'm going to work through it, right? Uh, I'm going to do a great job at work. No one's going to even realize anything's up. Uh, I was basically completely non-functional the whole day. Couldn't do anything. <laughs> I think I, I I probably did a combined 30 minutes of work that day. I just wasn't able for it. I, yeah. I would, I would, I would go on a call and just be... People would be saying stuff to me, and I'd just be not taking it in and going, yeah, you know, whatever. Da, da, da. But it was like complete, completely worthless, these calls. And when I wasn't on a call, I would just lie in bed, then do nothing. So sorry, work. I, I tried my best. <laughs> this, I um, sounds like a normal week to me. To yeah. Be, to be I, I, 
don't, also, don't, don't, don't apologize to the corporate pigs. Come on now. <laughs> no. Uh, and what I did then in the evening was I got to my boss and said, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go to the doctor tomorrow. Um, because, you know, as I said, in, in the weeks leading up to last Sunday, there had been a lot of pressure building up, uh, which, I don't, again, I don't want to say that that necessarily led to what happened, but it's true nevertheless. I probably hadn't slept a full night in about two weeks, and it got to the stage where I was waking up at, like, 3 a.m., heart racing, mm-hmm. body in a state of... Like what I describe it is, you know, when someone jumps out and spooks you and your body tenses up, wake, waking right. up like that at 3 a.m., just not able to relax, mind racing the whole time. So I said, I'm going to go to the doctor tomorrow. I'm not going to be in all week, which is the first time. First of all, it's the first time I've called sick to work in four and a half years. Right. And the first time I've ever called sick to work for mental health. Right reason I, I i consider myself a guy who rarely has any mental health problems at all i've never felt depressed i've never felt anxiety um i'm i'm usually very happy go lucky i'm usually fine with all that but this wasn't the case went to the doctor tuesday morning and let me tell you lads this doctor was just 10 percent too fucking nosy for my liking <laughs> oh yeah yeah i know yeah i understand that the doctor needs to establish what's happening right but i was like look you know i am here i know i am here give me the good shit but i'll be on my way <laughs> okay but he was, yeah, he, he was he was getting he's just you know asking about what was happening what the what this current situation was like i did have a little cry at the doctor not afraid to say okay of course no no shame in it yeah, you know, I, I I got what I wanted. But at the same so time, fine. you'd rather not, you know, you know, you want, you want you want as a whore and you want a Mark doctor who's going to give it to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So you want who's that Ben um, Walkon who just died? I can't remember. He's <laughs> no, I don't want the Benoit doctor, <laughs> or um, you know, somewhere somewhere between somewhere in the middle, right? So, somewhere yeah. between Zahorian and the lad who killed Michael Jackson, somewhere in there, <laughs> that'll do me. <laughs> Right. Oh, so the doctor God. prescribes me anyway. Um, ooh, some lovely, lovely Xanax. Mm. Hum, eating them like M and M's, baby. Yum, yum, yum. No, I've been very because they, they do say to me, no, no, these are very addictive. So you might want. I'm like, lad, don't drink, don't smoke, don't drive. They even said to me, you know, don't take these before you drive. I'm like, lad, I, I don't do any of those things. So I'm like the yeah. perfect person to have these. Um, I don't know consciously if they calm me down or anything. I've had. I don't take it. I usually take like half a tablet at a time. I don't feel any difference. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it's it's maybe it does calm me down a little bit, and I don't really feel it. Mm. But I I usually will. Uh, I've been taking one like half one before I go to bed, just to keep me sleeping during the night, or if I wake up that I won't be freaking out. Mm. And to be fair, I've been sleeping a little bit better. And if I don't know if I'm during the day if I'm feeling anxious or whatever because the doctor was even saying to me like do you think it's anxiety i'm like mate i don't know that's your job to tell me what yeah. it is um but if i'm agitated during the day i'll take so natty for example came down on the wednesday to pick up some clothes so i had a full tablet before she came right and still freaked out and was emotional during it but um doctor on tuesday got the lovely xanax and he's like you know 
you could potentially have a a kind of recurring thing if there's going to be more long term or and I was like no just just give me short term yeah I, I don't I, I don't get hooked on Xanax basically <laughs> just give me sensible nothing wrong with that that's fine <laughs> give me like ten Xanax and we'll 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 take it from there um so that was Tuesday and then my friend Sean was over in the evening as well to play some Mario Kart um, which is good good fun. Wednesday, Natty was here, as I said, just to pick up some clothes because she had basically taken nothing with her when she went the first time, like a, a backpack of clothes. So most of her clothes are gone now, but I uh, still have a load of her random stuff. Like uh, I have here next to me, like a pressure cooker that was hers, mm. um, Lego that I got her, her books. You know, random stuff that she couldn't just throw it in a bag either. So, imagine at some point, I might need to collect that into something that she can take. Yeah. Uh, previously, I was saying like, you know, there's no rush for her to get rid of stuff, but I'm kind of now. Now you're like, okay. Now I kind of want rid of it. <laughs> I'm kind of moving in, in into that uh, mindset. Thursday. Oh, also on Wednesday, uh, I bought a car. Um, what? Yeah, I know I'm just casually dropping that in. Bought a zoo. Um, yeah, this week. Oh, also, yeah, sorry. I'm jumping, fucking jumping all over the place. I spent a load of money this week. More money than I probably spent in the last six months combined. Because, you know, we were so obsessive, or at least I was. I, I don't want to say we, but obsessive about saving for this house, right? Yeah. And it felt like, and I'm sure, Barry, as a, as a recent toe dipper into this world you will sympathize with the fact that it seemed like every time we would save more money the finish line was moved further away yeah yeah so i have a huge amount of money saved okay. more money than i would know what to do with myself so that money's not going anywhere so i said okay well now that this situation has happened where now i'm back on my own i'm gonna park that money for a little bit okay it's not going anywhere. No. And I'm just going to buy a load of shit, like retail, literal retail therapy. Yeah, it works. So, car bought, right? Lovely, great. It's my, my aunt and uncle's old car, right? Okay, okay. Perfect condition. Basically, it looks brand new. It's a Volkswagen Golf 2007. Uh, not a lot of mileage on it. Great deal. Good. They, 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 they did me a good deal on it. Bought a new telly. Oh, now we're, the old, now the we're talking. Reliable, the old yeah. reliable that I've been using, I bought in 2012. Jesus. Uh, it's it, it's a bog standard, 1080p, not smart TV. It's actually on, on the right-hand side of it, it. It's got a little bit of burn in on the image. Okay. Not, not, super bad, not super bad, but noticeable if you have an area of the screen that's like a flat color. Yeah. So it's just time to upgrade. So I did pick up myself a lovely uh, Samsung 43-inch. Now, I've always said in the past I want a huge TV, but for, yeah. the, situ- for the room that, that where I'm going to keep it, which is basically in front of where I'm recording now, um, it still needs to fit with the, the thing I have. So I have a 40-inch now. I went for 43-inch Samsung QLED. Beautiful. Um, 4K you know, uh, HDR the, 10 plus, like the, the works. works. 
Uh, you, you know, you get good value for money on TVs these days. I think the TV that I've bought still costs less than this TV when I bought it. Yeah, I think I think I think, I think the, like I think the price for, for for TVs is is yeah. fairly stable. So the fact that I only buy one every ten years, I I, I want to get one that lasts me ten more years. Um, and that's now you know. <laughs> that's got me confused because the reason I bought the Series S in the first place was well I don't have a TV why the fuck would I buy a Series X and now I'm like fuck did I make a mistake do I should I buy a Series X now as well but there's no Xbox games are going to be playing for the next little while so I'm not rushing to, to buy anything yeah. but that might be something down the line that I'll, I'll have my Series S which I'll keep because to be honest looking on GameStop and CEX the trade-in prices for those consoles is fuck all um, yeah yeah my god just for example because i still have my xbox um box so i have it boxed basically mm. uh cex who are just the worst fucking the worst. cowboys right yeah. we sell for 270 euro mm. we buy for cash do you want to have a guess no go on 64 euro what that's outrageous yeah that won't that won't even buy you a game no yeah <laughs> so, fuck? so i'll probably keep the s as an emulation console only yes, yeah and down the line i'll get an x for the the new 4k gaming that, that i'll have one for mm. each which is because fuck it fuck it like why not yeah who cares uh still no inclination to buy a ps5 i will be borrowing my brother's uh, very shortly because I bought myself as part of the retail retail therapy a game that I know Barry wasn't super hot on, but I did get myself Horizon Zero Dawn. Just give it a try. Oh yeah, okay. I was actually just thinking uh, about jumping back into that PS4 version because it comes with a free PS5 upgrade anyway, and yes. it's five euro cheaper than the PS5 version. Why would you buy the PS5 version? Yeah, I don't know. Very odd. So that's that's coming. I'm going to borrow that off him, stick it right next to me here, and I'll play PS5 for a while. But um. So let me let me let me get back. Tuesday, went to the doctor, got the lovely pills. Mm, yum 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 yum. <laughs> went to <laughs> the shopping center, bought myself some new runners. I don't have the new TV yet, by the way. That's being delivered on Tuesday. That's being delivered. Okay. Bought some films. Uh, I do love a, a, a DVD. I bought myself uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which I've yet to see. Great uh, Titanic, which I'm yet to see. Mm. And uh, Silence, Martin Scorsese's mm. Silence. I also, because because uh, th- those three for 20 euro DVD deals works for me. I also picked up some Blu-rays uh, just today, uh, yesterday. I forget what they were. I got um, Big Trouble in Little China on Blu-ray. Lovely. Which I've never seen. David Lynch's Dune and Double Indemnity, which is like a classic noir. So I'm looking forward to watching those as well. Um, got some lovely Lego. Beautiful. The best, the best breakup medicine, of mm-hmm. course, is Lego. Um, those they have these new Star Wars uh, dioramas. One is Luke in the X-wing flying down the Death Star trench with X- little uh, Tie Fighters chasing after him. Very cool little piece. And I got uh, Yoda's little house in Dagobah. <laughs> and they're not like sets; they come in a little display box, and they're they're really really cool. Um, Thursday, I went playing golf with my dad. Golf, real golf. Round of 18. I'm a golf boy. Yeah. Mm. Par four golf course. Um, 
didn't hit any pars or birdies or any of that because I haven't played a game of golf in about five years. But I did get a bogey, which is one over par on a real golf course, which for me is just tell you to wipe it on the grass, sir. Yeah. Eat it there, son. Eat it. It'll give you sustenance. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we were driving around a little golf buggy, which I've never been in a golf buggy here, so that was fun. And then um, Friday, doing some manual labor. Uh, My friend Sean, who was over playing Mario Kart with me, I was over at his house uh, putting down foundation for his new shed he's having put in so this is like pre the concrete going in we were shoveling gravel into wow. wheelbarrows pulling over so it was i don't say it was like being at the gym but i woke up today and my fucking back is aching me my legs are hurting me i got a big old blister on the old thumb i think you're probably just about to see that there uh yeah real work real work um and then yesterday Met up with my friend Stephen, who, of course, co-hosted an episode of this very podcast only a few weeks ago. Met up with him in Dublin City Centre, uh, not knowing it was uh, the day that there was some big GAA football match on, not knowing it was the same day the Dublin Pride Parade was on. <laughs> um, So we picked the absolute worst day to go into Dublin City Centre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just reaffirmed uh, my, my statement that I uh, hate the Pride Parade. Um, okay, like parades. yeah, Patterson's here in Briscoe. Um, I love the gays and that, don't get me wrong, love them. I hate that all the, 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 the straight teenagers who use it as an excuse to go and get pissed really, really annoys me. And Dublin is just full of them, full of them. I hate to use again uh, an outdated terminology, but full of uh, twats and slappers everywhere the eye could see. Um, but for all the gays and all that who enjoy their pride, good on you because I support you. Uh, but yeah, we went everywhere. Checked out Wrestling Mania. Remember Wrestling Mania in Steven's Green? That's yeah. still open, apparently. Yeah. I thought they closed down. Um, I was wearing my AEW Pentagon baseball shirt. So we were walking by. I was like, this lad is going to see that I'm wearing a shirt. And he's going to try and get some money on me. He's going to, he's, he's going to be working the money mark. So we went in the door. We we're looking at some T-shirts, and your man sitting over the corner kept shouting out at us, "Lads, you know, there's some DVDs over there if you want to have a look. There's some figures over there if you want to have a look. It's like, stop trying to sell me shit. <laughs> look, the shop's not that big. You don't need guidance. It's it's very small. <laughs> it's smaller than this room I'm currently in. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. They have AEW shirts. Um, None of the really good ones, I would say. It's it's the equivalent of, you know, the way they do the figures now is you have like the basic figures and then the the actual good ones, whichever it works with. What they call them, like the... um, I don't know what their silly name is. The elite, the elite figures or or something like that. It's kind of like that with t-shirts. It's just the AW logo on a white shirt. Uh, A Young Bucks t-shirt, not one of the ones that were on TV, just a different one. Um, (laughs) I, I still have great nostalgia for that shop. I've bought a lot of stuff in Wrestling Mania, but now with, you know, AEW's global store, which gets shipped from Spain, so you don't pay customs on it. Lovely. And it comes pretty quickly. I feel like the, the allure of Wrestling Mania isn't quite there anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like a bygone era kind of thing. 
Yeah. But yeah, we walked around city center, talked a lot about life and that did some shopping. I only bought the aforementioned Blu-rays and buy too much. They didn't have le- any more Lego for me. The Lego selection was poor, given that I've already bought all the good ones. Um, and then we went to the cinema to see a brand new release, which I'll talk about later on today. Oh. Um, and then today, like I said, I was doing some cleaning and, I, and then I had a, a good old cry. But um, that's my week. It's been it's been a very busy week. I appreciate everybody who took their time, like I said, to message me or you know, especially people who took time out of their own week to come spend time with me and keep me company and keep me busy. Uh, very much will be uh, appreciated and, and not forgotten. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you're and glad that goes for you busy. two boys as well for today. We, the, the real the real cure is here on the on the, the real what, heroes. The, that's what the C stands for. Cure. Um yeah, no, I'm, I'm look I'm glad to hear you're keeping busy at the very least. It is basically all you can do, you know. Yeah. Um I will be back to work this week, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So hopefully it goes well. Uh um, oh, it'll be popping Xanax before you <laughs> Well, yeah. there's another another thing to get your spirits up this week. It's it's bloody old glasto, mate. Oh, we the lads. Oh, I never really understand why you would like watch Glastonbury from home. But talk to me about it, boys. What's what's going on? Why would you go? Uh, but that, well, I was also about to say that I was like, well, I don't quite. Someone should that that picture is going around today of how big the crowd is. I'm like, yeah, it looks like hell. I mean, it's I just. Uh, I mean, like, yeah. If you're if you're at the back. And like and like Billy Eilish is like a little dot in the distance. It's like she's three miles away. Yeah. Right. Okay. And you're at the you're at the back watching it on your phones. So you can actually hear what's happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pointless. Yeah. No, it's become a bit of a tradition now. Watching um, obviously has been on for the last three years because of COVID. But uh, yeah, watching Glastonbury footage over the summer, and they broadcast basically all the all the big shows live. Um, so yesterday, was it Friday? No, Friday, we had a bit of the old Billie Eilish. Uh, it was very good. She's one of these people that uh, when she performs at Glastonbury, it riles up all of the uh, Oasis fans with Paul Weller haircuts who drink Orton Thieves <laughs> cider and go, Billie Eilish, who's that? Oh, I'm going to go and watch the Zootons. Um yeah, even though Billie Eilish is fantastic. It's about, I hadn't really heard a lot of her stuff apart from Bad Guy, which I yeah. like. Um, so I watched her whole set, and it wasn't really what I was expecting. It, it was a lot kind mm. of, it's quite sort of dark and like. Yeah, she, she did that Bond so, song for the last movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's very yeah. ballady, like. But it was it was very good, and I thought um, her performance was, was well, great. It's, it's, no, it's no Wonderwall, mate. It's no bloody. Uh, no. Oh, no. Where where are the Cortinas? Speaking of which, then yesterday uh, in the in the afternoon slot, Noel Gallagher and his high flying is it the high flying birds, I think it is. Birds, yeah. Yeah, they they were on. And that was quite good. He was doing a lot of sort of new stuff, a lot of their album stuff. Uh, and then at one point he sort of stopped and went, uh, "Don't worry, there'll be some songs that you care about coming up in." in <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, fuck. I'm gonna do three more ones just for me, and then I'll do some ones that, you, that you'll like. And then he, yeah, then he got onto the Oasis stuff, and it was, it was very, very good. But it was quite, he was, it was funny. Yeah, it wasn't, he wasn't like pissed off or anything. Um, <laughs> so that was quite, 
I know that was that was a good that was a good set. Yeah, the Oasis songs are all you know they've become real real anthems. That everyone yeah. in the younger generation kind of loves, and so that was great. And then you know the man himself, Paul Macca McCartney, from the Beatles, mm. um, did a did a set. He's eighty eighty years old. Yeah, he, he did a three nearly three hour set uh, headlining Glastonbury. Very impressive, and he you know again he did a lot of newer stuff as well but then did a lot of the Beatles you know classic kind of Beatles stuff brought out um, old Bruce Springsteen and uh, your Foo Fighters man what's his name oh Grohl Davy Grohl old Davy Grohl the lads all the lads on stage all the lads so um yeah, I'd have to say it was a fant- it was a really really good show. Like the the way it was put together, the choice of songs, and everything. It was it was really really good. I wouldn't have thought that I'd enjoyed it that much. Yeah, um, but I have to say, McCartney, he he can still do a job. You know, it's not like he's not in his prime. And there are people saying, oh, he can't hit the notes, and he's not, he can't sing like he used to. And it's like, well, of course he can't. He's fucking eighty. It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like. Chris Jericho doesn't hit the fucking lion sort like he used to when he was <laughs> 20, you know, before he had a beer gut and was incredibly old. But you know, you go, you're not, you're not seeing Prime McCartney. You're just you're going or you're watching it to see McCartney exactly. do the hits and, and just yeah. to be there and, and to, the experience of it. You know, it's, and that's what that's what made it great. So yeah, I really really enjoyed it. Um, and probably watch a bit more tonight. Uh, Kendrick Lamar's doing the uh, Sunday headline nice. slot, so that should be good. So, yeah, big Glaston. Big Glaston, yeah, very good. Um, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that 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 Grohl came out. There was a there was, <laughs> there was like a, th- this is an impossible challenge tweet going around uh, the other day. It's like if oh, you yeah. if, if you could only oh, have one band that could exist that was uh, uh, involved that formed from someone splitting from another band and only one and the rest couldn't exist, what would it be? Imagine choosing between the Eagles and Foo Fighters. <laughs> No, the one I saw was like you. You either save Ian Curtis or you save. Oh, Kirk someone, someone! Someone must have been doing a knockoff because I saw a Foo a Fighters one. one, and I was like, not actually difficult at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it's if you save Ian Curtis, you never get Joy Division. If you save Dave Grohl, you never get Foo, Foo Fighters. Fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh dear. I mean, it is what it is. I, I, um, I just. I, I I like I like what was that? What's the fucking one with the music video on the plane <laughs> from twenty five years ago? Learn to fly. Yeah, that's about the only one I like. No, nah, uh, the Foo Fighters got some good tracks. I'm not a huge Foo Fighters uh, fan, but they got some good. I think that they have some of the most obnoxious singles in the world. I like. I hate. Oh, every it's one of those ones where they just they get under my skin. I really I don't really like Grohl as a singer. I I, I think he 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 he, he uh, irritates the shit out of me. But anyway. That's that's music off for this week, or no? Is there more music off? Yeah, I'd say I, I don't. I don't echo Barry's um, remarks there. I yeah, they're all right. I wouldn't count them as one of my top hundred bands, but they're they're fine. Um, speaking of Owl Noli Noli, I haven't listened to any new music. I was too busy. I wasn't in the mood, <laughs> but I have started listening to an old album, and I haven't finished it. So this is a partial review, okay. But I listened to, uh, you know, I, I'm a a big, big fan of the early Oasis stuff. I'm one of the people there who'd be like, Billy, Billy Eilish, what you having that? Um, I actually quite like Billy Eilish, so I wouldn't. Yeah. But I'm, I, I very much enjoyed, uh, definitely, maybe, what's a story, morning glory, and uh, and even be here now. 
But I must say, I haven't listened to much of the rest of Oasis's discography. So this will be my new Beatles thing where I'll listen to their albums. There's not that many of them anyway. So I started listening to their fourth album, 2000's Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. Um, and it's funny because that you know that that's a title because it could easily be called "Looking Over the Shoulders of Giants" and copying their homework <laughs> because it's at least the first six or seven tracks that I've listened to. It's it's very clear what their um, inspirations are. It's very Beatlesy. It, it it is the first one that kind of moves away from the Brit pop sound of the first three albums. It's a lot more like latter Beatles. It's kind of a little bit more um, experimental in the same way as, you know, when the Beatles went to India and started making a bit more proggy sounding music. It's, it's a little bit more of that. Not to say that there's not good tracks on there because there are, but some of them sound too much like the Beatles. There's one track that is just um, TNT by ACDC. It's the exact same song. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's fine. Um, I, I, I quite like the first two tracks on it. Go Let It Out, I think, was the lead single. Very, very listenable. Gas Panic on it is quite good. But um, it, 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 it does feel like it feels very derivative, even though it's supposed to be the one where they move away from that classic Oasis sound. It just feels like a mishmash of other sounds that have already been out there. So not, not much more to say about it. I'll continue to listen to um, the other ones. What did I have then? Heathen Chemistry, Don't Believe the Truth. Uh, that was the final one. and then a That was this. Uh, the rest of comps. Stop the Clocks, yeah. Dig Out Your Soul. Was they got your soul a comp as well? I'm sure they split up by then. So must have... No, I think they got your soul might have been the last. Oh one. no, they got so your soul has uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shock of lightning on it. Yeah, so there's only there's only three more after this. So, really, I'm it's great. Well, not great. Yeah, no, it's, it's really good. Actually. There's there's really yeah. Um, I've never heard the last one to be honest. Uh, no, nor I. But we'll we'll check it out. I'm I'm not particularly interested to hear. Uh, even though I, I I didn't dislike the new Liam Gallagher one, I'm not too interested to check out the solo stuff. I've I've always found Noel's solo stuff a little bland, um, and I quite like him because obviously I've listened to him through the years. He was on the Russell Brand radio shows. He's on the yeah. Matt Morgan podcasts now. I always like when he's on. He's always very good value for that. But musically, I find them a little one note. Um, a little too singer songwritery and not he kind of he kind of moved away from again the the swaggery rock that kind of made oasis what they were in the first place a bit too a bit too uh, dad music for me uh but that's all that i listened to and I, I didn't even listen to the whole album so not much of a review all righty well <laughs> come back next week everyone for part two <laughs>
uh, of that review. Uh, we will jump in to the telly guff now. Uh, I have not watched much telly. We're still we're we're way behind on the boys, and it's getting to the, the territory now where everyone's talking about it. So uh, when Brona came out of isolation, I was like, "Right, you sit there, and we're going to finish this season two Blu-ray, and and we're going to do it." So powering through with that, still great. Um, uh, and one thing I one new thing I did watch um, was I did I think just out of kind of boredom because I have been in the house all week. Uh, I did stick on the first episode of Miss Marvel, the new uh, uh, or the newest Disney thing, Marvel thing. And it is pretty good, I have to say. I, I actually enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, uh, it's um, uh, it's one of the newer characters that either Marvel or DC have like adapted into a thing. I mean, all these characters, mm. even the ones you've never heard of, like, like no one had heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's a decades old franchise. Miss Marvel is only a couple of years old, I'm fairly sure, as an idea. But um, first episode, really, really fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the rest and, and see how we go. It's about a kind of a, a, a young uh, teenage Muslim girl in New Jersey who's like a massive Avenger mark. And uh, she wants to go to Avenger Con. It's actually I. So if you played the game, the Avengers game, it, the, the, yeah. this this is obviously the character's actual origins in the comics because two separate properties have now adapted it. Um, she wants to go to Avenger Con, um, and basically she then uh, uh, gets her own powers. Is the short version, um, uh, but it's really good. You know, they, you know, it's it's um, it's got a bit of style to it in a way these things typically don't. Much more than something like you know uh, Moon Knight, God forbid. Um, you know, um, it kind of looks and moves in, in a kind of more interesting way uh, than a lot of this other stuff. And I will say the central performance—I I don't know the actress's name, but but who plays uh, Kamala Khan? She's great. She's really, really great. So uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a fairly lim- it's like a limited series. I'm fairly sure they just did a couple of episodes. So I'm gonna I'm going to um, uh, watch the rest of those. But so far, so good. I still have not I still have not mustered up the energy to try and watch Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, I just every time I sit down, like let's watch. I'm like, oh, I just I can't I can't watch any more Star Wars. I just can't. Um, but yeah, so enjoying that. But that's uh, that's all the telly I've seen this week. What have you boys been watching? Ooh, a uh, few shows from me. First of all, been watching Barry. Uh, you mean the TV show? Yes, I do. Let me, let me close the drapes. Let me close the drapes. Oh. Uh, so the recommendation of Barry, of Barry, uh, we watched Barry, um, which, as I mentioned last week, I knew absolutely nothing about other than Bill Hader was in it. I could not have told you really anything about it mm. other than that. Um so as I've discovered, so it's a 30-minute show. I assumed it was an hour-long kind of drama, but it's actually 30-minute runtime. And it's much more of a black comedy. Again, I thought it was like a drama or a comedy drama, but yeah, like a 30-minute black comedy. Um, and he plays a hitman. Didn't know this. I'm spoiling everything now, but here you go. He's a hitman, and he starts taking acting lessons, right? That's basically the premise. Uh He's very strange. He's a very strange kind of character, and Bill Hader is quite a strange, you know, dude himself, right? He's mm. a bit, bit, bit odd. Um, but I think it really works. Like his his character is kind of very almost sort of alienated and <laughs> almost very alien. Actually, he's like he borders on Mister Bean at times. Yeah, yeah. lack of sort of social awareness and, and you know understanding of other humans, but it's quite interesting. Uh, Fonzie from uh, Happy Days is in it as well. Um, <laughs> He's very, always very funny. He's really good. And um, 
Yeah, we only watched probably three or four episodes, but it's it's a fun watch, quite funny, mm. and I'm looking forward to seeing seeing where it goes. But I think we'll rattle through it quite quickly because yeah, it's what twenty episodes, half an hour each. I mean, probably have it watched in a, in a few weeks' time. But um, yeah, enjoying it so far. It's it's funny and it's quite different, quite offbeat. So yeah, good 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 recommendation there, Barry from Barry. That's right. Of the um, Cheshire podcast. Yes. Also watching uh, on Amazon Prime uh, a show Michelle has wanted to watch for a while, um, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, which is was created by the same uh, lady that did Gilmore Girls and cool. Bunheads, which I've reviewed in the past. Um, so this show is about a woman living in, I think it's the 50s or maybe early 60s, uh, kind of Jewish couple. The husband really wants to be like a stand-up comedian He's a big fan of like Lenny Bruce and that that kind of whole era of like comedians who are starting to push the envelope and move away from like the mother-in-law jokes and the right. standard kind of pratfall comedy and do something a bit more edgy. And he's really into that, but she's sort of a bit oblivious to it. And then the premise is, which happens very early on, they uh, they split up um, the couple, and then she begins to pursue her own career in comedy. And then that's kind of the setup for the for the series is her getting into stand-up comedy. Okay. Um, so it's quite, it's very charming. She, the, the lead actress is really, really good. Um, I forget her name. She's, I think she's actually Jewish in real life, but she, she plays it very well. Um, and it's, it, it's a period piece, obviously. And they, they really go to some effort to, to make it look good. It, I, I'd say it's good as like a mad men in terms of how well does the sort of sets and everything look and great kind of attention to detail. I would say it suffers from a lot, same problem as a lot of streaming stuff in that it feels like it does move very slowly. Mm. Um, it's almost like, well, we've got eight hours and it's streaming, so we don't have to rush. And it's like, mm. oh, yeah, you don't have to fucking drag it out either. Like, right. I, you know, I don't want to sit through an hour-long episode and basically nothing happens, you know what I mean? Like, I want, I kind of want that pace that broadcast television had where it was like, look, People are flicking through the channels, you know, we've got ad breaks, we've got to keep them hooked, we got to, you know, have stuff happening all the time. Like, that's, you know, interesting to watch. Um, so it does suffer a bit from that, and it's it's one of those shows, it's eight, I think it's eight episodes in the series, but you could feel like it could be sort of a five or six um, and kind of get to the point a bit faster. But, yeah, we enjoyed it, and I think they're in, they've already done, like, four or five seasons of it, so we'll, we'll kind of catch up with the rest of those. But, yeah, good. I'd say one to have in the backlog, but not one that I would kind of rush to uh, right. if if you haven't seen it, but yeah, one one that I'd, I'd kind of recommend, but not not that oh you have to see it now. No, but, yeah, yeah, no, no. but uh, good, good, good little show. And uh, speaking of Prime, I've, they've they've recently been sending me messages saying that my card has not been working, so they can't renew my Prime. I'll be honest, lads, I'm not going to renew my Prime. <laughs> uh, sorry, so it's less something to do with the card. It's not me. It's you. Um, but until they finally get wise and cancel it, I'm catching up with uh, all the, the Prime shows. I'm also started season three of The Boys, uh, which I think the season is still going out. It hasn't, it hasn't yeah, out. it's not finished yeah. yet. Yeah. Uh, but I watched episode one. Have you seen it yet, Barry? No, no. So I'm still. I'm, we're still. Yeah. I'm, I'm wishing I didn't start this rewatch before three because now the rewatch has overlapped to three. And Bro yeah. said to me, "says Will we just skip?" It's like, no, we started it now. Oh, so I have to sure. After finishing, yeah, but uh, I won't go into detail in the, about the first episode. Then I don't know if you heard anything about it. No, but it, it involves a kind of Ant Man esque 
character called the Termite, uh, and I'll leave it at that. But okay. you, you now you can probably imagine the sort of places uh, the boys <laughs> okay. would go with that kind of character. And like I said before, you know, it's very hard to shock with TV these days because you can go on the internet, you can go on Twitter, and you can see literal, you know, decapitations and, and some of the most obscene imagery in real life that you could ever see without even wanting to. So it's quite hard to shock. Uh, with TV programs, but I tell you what, the boys does it again and again and again. They come up with stuff that is so like vulgar and obscene in a good way. Uh, that's genuinely like mouth open shocking, but I have to give it to him for that one. It's like really, really, really pushes the envelope. So yeah, look, look forward to, uh, look forward to watching season three there. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's obviously still, still a really good show. Yeah, setting up season three quite well. So uh, yeah, that's me. Uh, that's me. TV. Alrighty. Um. Well, obviously, I have a lot more free time now than I used to have. Mm-hmm. So let's fucking watch a load of series. So what I want to do is make a list because it's too nebulous. There's too much stuff. Where do you even start? Mm-hmm. So what I love doing is I'm going to make a spreadsheet. TV shows I need to watch. So any recommendations, obviously, will be listened to, will probably be ignored, but really listened to anyway. Um, so the first thing that I, I've been I've been watching is a bit more Scrubs. I still listen to that Scrubs podcast. I guess, the, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever you call it, review podcast with the guys from the show. Uh, fell a little bit behind because I was catching up on other stuff. So I, I, I'm 18 episodes behind on that. Uh, so I've started watching that again. Uh, I watched two episodes, so I'll make my way through that. I'm already at season six, so as soon as that's over, ooh, that podcast will be unsubscribed from so quickly, baby. Don't care to hear them talk about their lives or anything else. Just review Scrubs for me, please. Um, but yeah, there's there's some definite need to watches on that are going to go on that file. Stuff like Sopranos, mm. Wire. Um, yeah, get on that wire. Get on the wire, get on Sopranos. You know, stuff that I've just been putting off for too long that I need to just sit down and watch. Um, Want to finish Boardwalk Empire as well? I never actually watched the last season of Boardwalk Empire. Me neither, actually. Very, very, very fond of. I have all the seasons on Blu-ray, so I'll run through seasons one to four again. It's been long enough that I'll, they'll be somewhat fresh to me and I can enjoy them. Um, great cast. Oh, Boardwalk Empire is so good. If anyone out there has never ever watched Boardwalk Empire, like Steve Buscemi, Michael Stuhlbarg, Michael Shannon, um, Michael Pitt, you know, Great cast, I'm probably forgetting Peter Jeffrey Wright. Great cast across the board. Really, really, really great show. Uh, Bobby Cannavale. Um, but yeah, I need to sit down and make that list. So uh, I'll also say it's just this last week was 10 years since Gravity Falls started airing. So that might be worth a revisit as well. One of my all time favorites. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm obviously taking a break now from the usuals. I'm taking a little break from watching RuPaul's Drag Race because that was obviously a me and Nathy joint. Uh, Gilmore Girls, the same. But obviously, I, I feel like eventually I'll, I'll kind of get back to those. But just for now, I'll watch some stuff that will be exclusively for me. Uh, so that's it. That's all I watched. Alrighty. 
at least in TV, because there's obviously some movies. Well, what uh, and to go into the movie cuff, what have you watched? Okay, so first of all, I saw in midweek a new Red Letter Media review go up for Who Framed Roger Rabbit? A film that I had never seen. Outrageous. One of those uh, glaring omissions in my film watching career. Uh, but it is on Disney Plus, as it's a Disney Amblin collaboration. So I stuck it on, watched it for the very first time. I uh, thought it was very, very enjoyable. Thankfully, because there's there was a part of me that thought like uh, Gremlins, which I didn't really enjoy. I thought, okay, maybe it's a thing where you have to have seen it as a kid to properly appreciate it. Because mm. again, I'm not I'm not saying Gremlins is bad, but I think you kind of need to be on the ground floor with Gremlins. I don't know that Gremlins works as a film to come to for the first time at the age of thirty. I don't think it holds up that well in that regard. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, though, is is perfectly charming throughout. Loved Bob Hoskins in it. Uh, loved his accent as well. He 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 was very reminiscent of uh, Taz throughout. It was very oh. much like watching a Taz <laughs> motion picture. Hey, Roger Rabbit, what the fuck are you doing over there? Jumping up and down. Oh, silly shit. Oh, working the yam bag. It's trends. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, having watched Chip and Dale very recently... It's it's almost exactly the same film. Yeah, it really is. Uh, down to being a noir, to as the framework for the the cartoon characters being on screen, like they really follow that blueprint very very closely when they made Chippendale. Um, obviously, the animation is far better mm. than it is in Chippendale because it's 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 hand drawn. The way they uh, did that was really really uh, impressive. Very funny actually interesting plot although i think they made it a bit too obvious who who the baddie was going to turn out to be mm. throughout um but yeah very 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 good very impressed by that i don't know if i don't and know if yet- they mentioned it in the review but like there's there's obviously lots of interesting stories about the making of that film and yeah the famous the famous anecdote that like disney and warner went in and the lawyers made sure there was not one second of one side or the other getting more screen time than the yeah bugs bunny and and mickey mouse mickey, being on screen yeah. yeah it's like it was it was you know it was it was shay it was the original uh tony khan and gato going into a room and saying that doesn't work for me brother but whereas but, but roger but roger rabbit still turned out good they didn't just make every uh, every act of roger rabbit a three-way uh, with someone, yeah. who, with someone who can be pinned, you know. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. And then Goofy got the flu right before they started. Taking <laughs> the like, oh, <laughs> what do you do? Um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was very, very good, very good fun. And then yesterday, I went to the Cineworld in Dublin City Centre. My first time there since. Um, seeing a little film called The Rise of Skywalker. Oh! Uh, right before the oh. pandemic hit. Ooh, what a fucking stinker that film. <laughs> um, but, thankfully, this one was not. We went to see the new Baz Luhrmann mm. uh, film, Elvis. So you know how I am for uh, for musical biopics. Yes. But, uh, but let me tell you, very divisive film. 
yes. in the in the critical sphere, but also on my letterboxed. Um, I think it's as a film, it's really going to come down to whether or not you like Baz Luhrmann's style. Mm. Um, so Baz Luhrmann, for those who don't know, Moulin Rouge, Great Gatsby, uh, Romeo and Juliet, Australia, you know, the like. He's a very, very visual director. There's no restraint, which was even, I thought very, very funny is the uh, the Irish Times, which is one of the, one of the places I, I follow for, for movie reviews. Their, their tagline was something like, uh, you know, restraint has left the building. Oh, God like, have you ever seen a Baz Luhrmann film? Restraint was never in the building to leave it. Also, we're living, the, we're living in the age of, of of fully restrained cinema. Why don't you just fucking enjoy a movie that's maybe a little bit weird for a bit? No, but Baz Luhrmann is not about restraint at all. Baz Luhrmann thinks that everything has to be a musical, and what musical means is everyone is going rah, rah, rah. The camera is going up and down all over the place. There's a million people on camera at every time. It's just like excess, excess, excess. That's the Baz Luhrmann way. And either you like that filmmaking style mm. or you don't. It It is very style over substance, but to the point where his style is the, is substance. the substance. And if you don't like that style, you're not going to enjoy his movies. Simple as. Before I saw Moulin Rouge for the first time, I didn't have in my head that it was this style or sort of thing i thought moulin rouge that's just going to be your run-of-the-mill romance musical whatever then i sat down and watched moulin rouge i was like oh my god what film this this uh auteur director which is so rare these days a, a director that has a fucking a language of his own right on like why he puts on the film so very excited to see this new elvis film I've uh, seen a few trailers for it, but hadn't really heard much about it. Certainly hadn't heard anything in the way of reviews until I'd come out of it, because it had just been out a day or two at that stage. Um, Austin Butler, I think, is the name of the actor who plays Elvis. I think he he had a small role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I'd never heard of him before he took this film. I mean, it's no, it's a, it's a pretty, it's um, a pretty, it's a pretty deep pluck. Yeah, I've seen reviews that said that he kind of gets eaten up by such a big role. I didn't feel that way at all. I thought he was excellent in the role. Mm. Very, very energetic. Uh, I think if you watch Elvis, the thing to remember when you're watching it in terms of gauging if, if a performance is good or not, is that acting isn't just saying the lines in the script. It's about, you know, the, the, the performance aspect, especially in a, in a film like this about Elvis Presley, one of yeah. the all time great stage performances. There's so much more to his performance than just how he acts like Elvis, which obviously the the um, comparison is going to be stuff like Bohemian Rhapsody and and Rocket Man, mm. uh, two other high profile musical biopics of the last five years. I say Bohemian Rhapsody, which I thought was utter shit, <laughs> and Rocket Man, which I had a, a really fun time with Rocket Man. I actually quite enjoyed Rocket Man. Uh, but um, I think Elvis trumps both of them. I think um, certainly Remy Malik as Freddie Mercury doing his Saturday Night Live impression throughout. Uh, that was good enough to win an Oscar. Uh, I think Austin Butler here, you never feel like you're watching an actor playing Elvis. 
nor do you feel like you're actually watching Elvis. I, I just felt like I was watching a, a really good performance of a compelling character. You know? Um, you're never fooled to think, oh, this is Elvis on screen I'm watching, but nor do you feel like nor does it feel like an impression, like it like it did with both of those films. Even though I enjoyed Rocket Man, I never bought uh Taron Everton as Elvis. Yeah. yeah. Um whereas here, I think, you know. It's hard to describe, but like, like I say, I didn't think I was watching Elvis, but his performance was such that I was kind of so compelled by it anyway. I thought it was a great performance. Tom Hanks is really good, despite he's wearing the the Gary Oldman Darkest Hour prosthetic body. But equally good. He's really good in it as well. And even though it's long, and it, it, it does start to feel its length towards the end, I thought it was great. It's 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 jumped to number one on my films of the year. Ooh, straight to number one. Straight to number one above uh, Top Gun, Maverick, Jackass Forever, The Batman, Worst Person in the World, Licorice Pizza. So you know, there's some really really good films that come out this year. But um, I don't think I've enjoyed a film as much as I've enjoyed Elvis this year. Uh, just everything, everything at once. Great performances, great looking. A director who's just let loose to do what he wants. It was great. Yeah, uh, I actually forgot uh, until right until just when you mentioned it went to number one in your list. I also saw a film this week that went straight to number one on my list. Uh, so I mean, it was very good, but I forgot about it. Uh, I saw Everything Everywhere All at Once this week, and mm, uh, I still didn't see that. It was fabulous. I mean, it was fantastic. It really was. Well, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't immediately convinced by it. It's got a very it's got a very fun opening scene, and then I feel like the remainder of the first act is a little bit expositionally. They spend a bit more time establishing the premise than I actually thought they would. Um, but it's more than worth it. I mean, it's it's heartfelt and hilarious, and has legitimately great action, and is stylish and creative and fun phenomenal cast uh it's great i mean it's just it's it's it lived up to the hype certainly it's got a lot of hype at the moment um and i think it yeah. lived up to it yeah so that that shot to number one on, on, on my list uh overtaking i'm i actually don't know uh, the quiet girl actually which i just saw last week so it over it overtook the quiet girl so uh, a solid year so far to be honest yeah i'm interested to watch uh, everything everywhere all at once that's one that's on my to watch list uh certainly uh yeah but that's all i that's all i saw this week that's it. Yeah, nothing new for me. All righty then. Uh, we will jump over to the video games here. Uh, quick mention there, just something that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. I got back into it again with our very quiet weekend. I put a couple of hours into Norco, which is a uh, I mentioned a few weeks ago. That's a mm. point point and click adventure game narrative it's the PC game. PC one, right? Uh, it's only on PC, but it is on PC Game Pass, so it is it is yeah. there. And I think it's I think it's like twenty quid on Steam thereabouts. Uh, I am really liking it. It got its hooks back into me i i i enjoyed the first uh, it was like, i think it was less than an hour i played to kind of get get through the intro um and then i and then once i sat back there, i was like hey, let's give this another spin seems like and then i think i put like three or four hours into it um it is really it's really good and i'm not a big point and click guy at all um but it does a lot of very creative stuff there are certain segments of the game 
that branch out from the kind of genre tropes a little bit and do some weird stuff that I don't want to spoil. Uh, and I think the world building and the characters, I think there's legitimate intrigue. I'm like actually intrigued. It is it, first and foremost it is a narrative game. It's not there are puzzles. There are there are there's a very basic combat system, but I think it is predominantly a, a, a narrative focused game. Uh, and I'm I'm just really like it. I think the world building is great. It's set. It's set kind of like in a very grim, dystopian near future. It has kind of cyberpunky elements, but it doesn't look like Blade Runner. It's like you, you know, uh, uh, it's set in this kind of a uh, New Orleans satellite town that's been like um, half bought out and pillaged by like an oil corporation, um, uh, and so there's lots of there's very oppressive gray brown color palette on the game, oppressive foggy atmosphere on it. Um, and obviously, you know, like I said, cyberpunk, it's kind of dystopian. They're like, they're, you know, they're, they're quite obviously an evil corporation. Um, but, and like the, your character's family have a robot, but they're like, they're not like rich. It's like, it's like everyone has a robot. They're not that big a deal. Um, but when you go to like the local bookstore, it still looks like a shitty rundown bookstore in small town America. It's not, like I said, it's not doing the Blade Runner thing. It's doing like near future where you go to the gas station to buy dog food. And there's a little, uh, uh, tablet with a mechanical claw serving you rather than a person, but it's all still backdropped in, what when you first arrive on certain scenes it's like it just looks like a current day maybe slight future setting so i like that it doesn't it doesn't kind of overdo it with the neon and the hologram people and and any of that kind of stuff and there's no uh, I, I haven't come across any people who are cybernetically modified or anything um so it's it's it, right. it pulls back on that stuff a little bit to make it feel a bit more grounded it's kind of got a, a, a it's got a very intriguing plot you're kind of this uh, i think i mentioned this a few weeks ago you're like this uh runaway from home uh, uh girl who just who couldn't hack it at home with her family life uh her 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 mom uh, dies she goes home her brother is missing she tries to find out where he is and over the course of it you kind of learn that uh your mom was like a uh, a real character around town who everyone uh, uh had everyone knew and some people loved and some people had access to grind against her she was somehow involved in this corporation and that's where the story goes from from there uh, i will say again this, this is how early i was in the game when i last talked about it. i didn't even know this but f- relatively early there's a this perspective switching so you there is flashback sequences where you play as the mother in like her i don't know if it leads directly up to her death again i'm still only a couple of hours in but it's it's a mm. two, it's a two-sided story it's good it's really good if pc game pass i would recommend it um uh, uh it's it's definitely worth a look even if you're not the biggest on um, on that genre uh also on the pc this week a bit of a pc week uh there was a, that big steam demo thing they do every year where they say here's to coincide with the keely game fest thing they're like here's a, a slew of demos the one i heard getting a bit of buzz that i checked out was agent 64 mm, spies yes. never die so this is for those of you who can't quite wait for the xbox remake of goldeneye this is something basically it's probably actually going to be i'm assuming they're going to modernize that goldeneye thing a little bit this is a fan game made in the style of goldeneye and perfect dark almost to a fault it's very very uh, um um, dedicated to that uh, 
Um, so obviously it's not licensed at all. It's not it's not a James Bond game. It's stylistically it's like splitting the difference between James Bond and Perfect Dark. Um, so yeah, it is a game that basically, other than running in high definition and having very high quality textures, is aping the style of an N sixty four game. Actually, that's even even an N sixty four super. It's specifically made to look like those two games. Like you you boot that thing up and you go, oh my god, look at this. This is so those two games. Uh, with a soundtrack that's kind of like that as well. Like there's a the 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 demo. It's one level. You can play it on all three difficulties, uh, just like Gold and I. Uh, more difficulties means tougher enemies, but also more objectives. So you can replay the level multiple times. And when you start the level, the camera zooms around various scenes, and then it wraps around your character and goes into their head like Gold and I. And your character, despite technology advancing beyond this, has weird blocky proportions where he's not like a cube man, but he's also not a perfectly round man either. Uh, it's very lovingly done and it's just it's very wacky to look at like the gun in in, in your hand at the, in the center of your perspective it it it's a very limited uh, uh gun as you would expect around perfect dark era it has some details but not many but it's insanely crisp because it is a high definition asset um mm. it's it's very cool um so yeah I, I I had a lot of fun I beat the level on, on the low difficulty I got absolutely demolished on the high difficulty so there is a little bit of depth there. Um, but one thing I will say, like I said, it is to a fault. You run around and it does the golden eye thing of there's like a, a little bit of an auto aim, right? Where if you're just generally pointing at, at a character and you're close enough to them, it'll take them out. And if you, and, but you can't uh, uh, vertically aim. If you want to do that and you want to pop off like a headshot while you're in stealth mode, you have to do just like you would on golden eye, which is hold a shoulder button to enter. Uh, crosshair mode and it's it's also very oversensitive just like it was in goldeneye and an absolute ball ache to use and i'm kind of like i respect the dedication to a bit but i hope your finished video game has an option to not do that and just says here's here's the button to press for um normal people controls in 2022 yeah because i thought i thought it was funny and it was a bit of a laugh for the demo but i was like i don't think i would pay money and then play a full six seven hour game of that i don't not in this day and age as anyone who goes back to golden i will tell you you boot golden up golden eye or perfect dark up these days not including the not, not the xbox perfect dark which is actually modernized try and play those now and it's like okay it just it just does not play well there there is no there is no debate to be had about whether or not first person shooter controls are better today or on the fucking n64 there's no conversation um the the xbox remaster perfect dark plays okay it does Um, it does yeah but those n64 ones for sure not um and this um got me onto a conversation i was having the other day completely unrelated to agent 64 okay but the idea that um, game companies should capitalize more on making new games based on existing or now retro yes and models, like take Nintendo for example. I know Nintendo is the worst example for this because they are fucking money grabbing bastards, right? <laughs> so it's actually this this should work for them, but. Nintendo wouldn't do it, so you know any any company. But if Nintendo made a new game that was just Super Mario sixty four Part Two, and it was exactly in the style of sixty Mario, Super Mario sixty four, albeit with better controls and and camera and that, but it was just the same or a two D. I think the example I actually used was when I was having this conversation is why don't they make another two D Zelda with the exact same sprites and everything as Link to the Past? 
Mm. doesn't need to be an updated shinier looking one literally play on the nostalgia that people have for those old games almost like a dlc pack like who wouldn't love a real super mario world 2 yeah not a fan-made version literally a new game that's just a continuation 98 more levels or or whatever it is of mario world Mm. you know I don't get why more companies who have established loved retro games don't just say we're literally just going to do that again. Not all the time, but as like a throwback thing, like they're doing with Agent 64 here, mm. which isn't even rare doing it. It's some other company aping off it. Yeah. But why Why a company like that wouldn't um, say, And okay, I understand that there's also a limit to that. Like, no, I don't think many people would get excited to say we're doing Tomb Raider in the style of the PS One. Well, one. yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's, a, there's another side to that. But, I played but some of old those games ones on stream recently. Jesus Christ! No. <laughs> <laughs> but old games where where that are held still with some high regard, and I know that's a, a lot of it is like Super Nintendo or whatever. But I'm sure there would be uh, a market for that kind of game, and I, it just struck me as strange that companies haven't lent more into that. Like everything is about moving forward, but why not as a as a kitschy kind of um, idea? And and you know it wouldn't be so strenuous on developers, and you could maybe use that to blood new talent. You know, yeah. Like the the assets are existing. Let's just make a new world, and that's you know stuff like that exists, but not done retroactively. So you had stuff like Majora's Mask, which was put out in a year using the assets of Ocarina of Time. Um I don't I I just think that would be interesting if a company literally went back and made more content using the stuff that they had already done. Yeah. It is it is uh, it is interesting. It is interesting. And it was actually there was a there was a similar conversation to this on uh, on on an Xlander podcast this week. They talk about Agent 64 and they're like they they did a big stream where they played a lot of these Steam demos and one of the ones they played or actually they because Xbox actually also had a demo festival thing. Mm. Um, although Xbox being a pain in the hole, they took them all down at the end of the week, which was a which was a pain. The Steam stuff is still up, so you can go and get Agent 64 now. Um, but among, among the demos that came out in the last two weeks, there was also basically an indie team basically just made a rampage game, like just just without the license yeah. um, and like using modern tech. So it's still 2D side scrolling, but when you smash the building, um, there's like physics on it as opposed to just an animation where it topples. So like people are doing all kinds of fun stuff like that all the time. There's 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 you know, and it's all just it's just buried in the endless mountain of shit on steam you know what i mean um but totally yeah. you know there's 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 a gold mine in all these back catalogs and companies just don't seem to be interested unless you can put it on the blockchain or sell money yeah. through it because um, i know nintendo did do a link between worlds on 3ds which was marketed yes. in japan the japanese name for it was literally linked to the past too oh okay. but rather than using the really nice looking super nintendo 16-bit sprite animation they use like ugly 3d models and it looked horrible yeah oh well um you played anything else anyway Barry? uh yeah so i uh played that i also messed around and i did some of this on stream with the playstation plus premium thing uh i Ah, i did upgrade to the highest tier they rolled it out uh uh, I mean, so one one positive I will I will give them uh, on this, and I was expecting the worst given just PlayStation's history, but the upgrade thing is actually super easy. 
you go in there, it automatically knows, okay, in my case, I, I buy yearly every Christmas. So in my case, I logged on, they're like, you have six months left. You want to go to premium? Here's the price difference for six months, one button, and we'll just charge you. And it was 30, yeah. it was 30 quid, which is not too bad. Uh, so it's none of this, oh, I have to pay for a full year or any of this. They give you the exact accurate uh, uh, price and you immediately pay it and it's two button presses and it's done and I've had no issues so fair, so that's the that's about where the UI praise stops because the 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 organization of the um of the games is not great um it, it's again there's going to be 10 million comparisons to game pass obviously because that's the industry leader that they're following but as you might expect based on the fact they just launched it's like game pass just like leaves them in the dirt in terms of UI finding the game mm. you want to do um, like they have like you, you they have a collections section right so you go over and then there's like shooter strategy it's like great okay they're all they're all organized into these categories you click into the shooter you can you can install you know far cry or whatever that's great uh, and then they've won this like classics right and it's that's all the ps1 ps2 and psp games under one umbrella you go in are they organized in any kind of order can you filter them by console no can you filter them by release date no can you filter them within categories within the consoles no it's literally just a completely i would love to actually go on now and just see is there any logic to this list and it's just like here's ape escape 2 here's tekken 2 here's it's like it's just it's just a completely random collection also the ps1 and ps2 games are not labeled as ps1 ps2 games they're just called ps5 apps because they because i guess technically they are ports right so the ps3 games those are called ps3 games because they, that's a whole separate conversation we'll get to in a minute. But the PS1 and PS2, to, to if you're like, oh, let me search for the PS1 version of Tekken 2. No, you have the PS5 version. I'm like, okay. Uh, and again, well, that's, that's the other thing is, is sometimes when you're installing, right? Maybe I'm wrong, but I think I've seen this. Is like, it's still asking you, do you want the PS4 version or the PS5 version yes. of this PS1 game? Yes. It's, it's, like, what's the difference? So it asks it asks you that as well, which is kind of funny because it's like I'm playing Toy Story Two, pal. Like I think the PS4 can can run it about as well as it's going to run. Um, so that's so that's uh, a bit of a pain. The organization of it is a pain. And again, there's like and on on that so just on the subject of the PS1, PS2, obviously the 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 opening gambit they did not put their best foot forward because it's basically the PS4, PS5 library is actually pretty good. They've got Red Dead Redemption Two. They've got both. They've got the two versions of Death Stranding. They've got. They actually have a respectable Game Pass ish library of third party stuff, and they've got like the Demon Souls remaster, which was a PS Five launch game. They've got Returnal, which is begging for a service like this because it was not worth eighty quid, but it is a great game. So that yeah. that section is good. The retro section is so paltry. I think it's about twenty games across PS One, Two, and PSP. Um, no, like you know, th- think of a famous game from those consoles. It's not on there. Is basically the the rule. Um, uh, you know, it's funny to even compare. Do you remember the PlayStation Classic, the little PlayStation they put out? Yeah, like yeah. like that had Tekken Three at least. This one has Tekken Two. It's like okay, well, but you you knew which one to get for the last thing you did. Uh, no Metal Gear Solid, no Castlevania Symphony of the Night, no. Obviously, this is a long-standing battle for them, but no Tomb Raider, no Crash Bandicoot. I know they don't own them, but like I don't care. Get them. It's your fucking. It's yeah. your it's your big legacy service. Get them. If if yeah. if you know if and it can't be that expensive because Square sold the entire entire Western division of their company for three hundred million, including the Tomb Raider license. You should have just bought it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like uh, on the PS2 on the PS2 side, it's like um, uh, 
Star Wars Bounty Hunter, that game where you play as Jango Fett that nobody remembers. They have that, but they don't have the first God of War. Do you know what I mean? They don't have like they don't. There is not a Gran Turismo game to be found on there at the moment. There is not a Ridge Racer. There is not uh like there's, there's not a Medieval. There is nothing. There is absolutely nothing. Yeah. They've got like one siphon filter game. You know, it's like it's just. I, I know with these services, the idea is the rollout, right? You want to do month, month, yeah, month. Yeah. And of Game Pass course. do that as well. Big, exciting. Here's the graphic. Here's what's coming this month. But you have to split the difference. For your debut, you have to come out hot. And I don't think they did. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then the PS3 streaming is just... I've talked about Game Pass and Stadia and stuff on, on here in the past. It's good enough, but not good enough is is basically where I sit, I sit on yeah. it. Um the tech is impressive. You look at it and you go, this will probably be pretty good in a few years. I, I, There's zero chance I will like finish a game playing on stream. It's just not happening. Um, no. uh, so, uh, so yeah, I bought it. I bought it out of curiosity. It's paid up till the end of the year, but I can, I'm almost certain I'll be at the very least going down to the mid tier. And I probably will actually just go back to the basic tier when it's done. Um, yeah. Um, so um, yeah. Anyway, uh, that is uh, the PlayStation Plus situation. Um, and that's all I've been playing this week. Um, have we been playing anything else? No, just more Mario and uh, Ollie Ollie World, but nothing nothing major to say on those. Um, well, I had a funny one this week because I had my first little fucking argument with uh, the Xbox emulation. Oh, okay. So I've been playing Metroid Zero Mission, having finished prime i think i talked about finishing prime did you last week i don't i finished it it's, it's fucking excellent it's a fucking great game uh so i'm playing metroid zero mission now which is a game boy advance remake of the original nes metroid and uh so having been playing prime on gamecube i was using left bumper as my load save state button because the GameCube doesn't have a button there. GameCube controller only has the Z button in the right bumper slot or the R1 spot and then triggers. Uh, but Game Boy Advance, however, uses the bumpers to be L and R on the Game Boy Advance. So I ha- had to use that. So I had to remap my load and save state buttons to other buttons. And so I booted up Metroid Zero Mission and tried to load my save state, but accidentally set, created the save state instead, and then learned the hard way that the core that I had been using wasn't saving my data. Oh, uh, actually, it was only it was because Metroid has save stations like you know your Dark Souls, the same kind of idea. You reach a spot, you can you save, reach, right? But it wasn't saving it. I don't know. Maybe I did had to configure the core somehow to allocate a folder for it to save data. I don't know. And so I was about halfway through the game, and then my data was lost. Now, luckily, the game is very short. Yeah, uh, but that sucks. Still annoying. Uh, by virtue of it being a remake of an NES game, I think it probably took me in the re- region of about three hours to beat. But I lost about an hour and a half to two hours because I was doing lots of exploring. Maybe closer to two hours of progress, just wiped it once. So the, it did cross my mind to just like, you know, fuck this. I'm not doing it again. But instead, I just pulled up a walkthrough guide. And in about, like I said, maybe about an hour, hour and a bit, I was already back to where I was. Mm. 
and actually had more stuff because I was following the guide. More missiles, more health. Uh, so I finished it today. It is a fine, if very short, Metroid 2D experience. Doesn't quite touch the greatness of something like Super Metroid at all. Right. I wouldn't even put it in the kind of same ballpark. Uh, I feel like you don't get enough of the cool items until too late in the game, and then you can't appreciate them. That's one of my pet peeves, by the way, is um, when you're playing a game and you either get like the best item right at the end, or even in some cases when you've beaten the game. It's like, now you get the cool item. It's like, well, I'm not going to play the game anymore. I finished it. Uh, so Zero Mission has a little bit of that, where some of the better stuff you don't get until the very, very end of the game, by which point you're, you're, you're finished. It. Also, what it does, because the NES game was so short, it tacks on like an extra 40 minutes of stuff at the mm. end of it. But it's not fun to play. Oh. And narratively, it's it's nonsense as well. So the end of Metroid, uh, the original one, is you fight the Mother Brain, which is a, a, a long-standing Metroid villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it triggers, uh, like, the, the planet's going to explode. Yeah. You have to run back to your ship. It has the timer. It's like a Metroid staple at this point. Um, I think Super Metroid had it. Prime has it. I think Dread might have it as well. Uh, so the thing explodes. You run back to your ship before the time runs out. Your ship flies away. Planet explodes, but hey, you you did it. You beat the enemies. You saved the day. You fly away. So what this game does is you fight the you fight the mother brain. You kill mother brain. The place explodes. You run out. You get in your ship. Fly away. Oh, but then you find space pirates. Go onto their ship. Uh, you you you've lost your suit by the way. So you've none of your cool powers. Yeah, so it becomes like a a stealth game. Oh, delightful. <laughs> which is which is not what Metroid is at all. Even in Dread, where you're being chased by the things, it was never like a stealth game. You're not sneaking around. Um, and also your health carries over from the uh, Mother Brain fight until you hit a save where your health can be regenerated. So I'm basically playing this now, a stealthy Metroid game where I'll get killed with one hit if, if someone sees me and shoots me. Sounds great. Yeah, so the, the, the load save state was being used a lot here. Uh, and then you get your suit back, and like I say, you get the cool, uh, like infinite jump and stuff like that. But ten minutes later, you're fighting the final boss, so you don't get to use it for hardly any of the game. Uh, you fight the, the final boss, which is Meta Ridley. Guess what happens? The planet starts exploding again. Timer, run to your ship. Like the exact, the exact same, same ending thing. twice. Like, come on, do something different. Um. So, like I say, all in all, having replayed half the game i'd say it probably took me four hours of total playtime. uh it's a fine bite size metroid experience i would nearly if someone's going to play it get to the point where you kill the mother brain and then when it continues just turn off and pretend that was the end because <laughs> okay. there's nothing of value to come it, it just gets very annoying for about half an hour and then you have another boss fight and then the same story ending happens again so just watch that on YouTube or something. Don't don't even bother playing it. Yeah, it's it's not satisfying in that way. You you the whole story as well of like the early game is all building up to fighting the mother brain. So you you get that payoff three quarters of the way into the game. <laughs> so what's what is there left to do? You know. Uh, but that's done now. So that's four Metroid games I've played out of the. 
nine I want to play. So I still want to play Fusion, which is another GBA one that came out before Zero Mission, but which is an original one. It's not a remake of anything. Um, the 3DS one, Samus Returns, which is a remake of the Game Boy Metroid 2. Prime 2 Echoes, Prime 3 Corruption. Is that it? I mean, four more, I guess. Am I forgetting one? Two Fusion, Prime Two, Prime Three. No, that's it. Okay, four, four more Metroids. Then I'll be, I'll be satisfied. I'll be happy with that. But um, for now, the Xbox Game Pass is going to get cancelled. The Xbox is going to mm. go away for a little while uh, because as soon as this TV comes on Tuesday, it's Horizon time, baby. Um. Understanding the criticism that has got not only not only from you, Barry, but but elsewhere as well. Nevertheless, I feel like I'm in the mood for a. I'm actually in the mood for like a, a comfortable feeling game. I don't need uh, an Elden Ring, which is doing new, outlandish, cool, modern stuff. I want to play a game that feels very familiar. Yeah. And I can just be kind of mindless and just sink hours into it that's fair so i kind of seemed perfect for that so i'll have the telly set up with all the fucking settings turned on i'll get the ps5 uh i don't know i'll I'll rent a a a van or something to to transport it over the size of the fucking thing set up the ps5 here and we'll get moving on horizon so i'll have some thoughts my initial thoughts on horizon forbidden west um next week which which costs five euro less if you don't mind it saying ps4 instead of ps5 because you get the ps5 version anyway oh i hate the box being it's wrong just, though i hate the box being wrong yeah as soon as it's as soon as it's finished it's going to cx baby so i don't care <laughs> it's funny that you have it because i was actually just thinking i was like i, I need i want to get back yeah. to it i want to get back to it it's also i i still don't understand because i know they they've kind of moved out of the ps5 upgrade sphere anyway they kind of started moving away yeah from that sony right but the fact that it's literally five euro more expensive for, for what, the ability to not play it on PS4? Like I don't understand why. Aside from like you say the box art, why would you buy it, the PS5 version? I don't quite understand. Yeah, I, I I I never saw the sense in it. Anyway, so I'll I'll play a little bit of that next week. Uh, like I said, Xbox will go into the 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 back for a little while. God, remember when I used to play Xbox games on the Xbox? Um, and maybe in the future, I'll I'll invest in a Series X, like I said. But for now, don't need to. There's, there's not really much Xbox stuff on the horizon for me anyway. Maybe yeah. When I, and they still haven't announced, unless I missed it, when um, Deathloop is coming to Xbox. But surely that year. Oh, is yeah. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll play that when it comes out, but uh, otherwise, it might even be as far as like Starfield when I when I get it a, a Series X. Anyway, that's my video game stuff. And can I just say, unrelated to video games, um, maybe more related to my mental health, which obviously has taken a slight a slight hit lately, folks. I don't want to see Kane on my timeline anymore on Twitter, right? <laughs> I don't want to see Gunner on my timeline. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. Can we just can we just completely stop even the quote tweets of "Look how fucking stupid this lad is." No, just like, no more Kane. All right, I'm tired of seeing Kane every day. Every day he says something, and I've 
can't fucking stand Kane and his his ball tapes. Sorry to say, idiotic takes on the world. Yeah, and Gunner and I can't I can't do it anymore. I I I've blocked Kane on Twitter now. Sorry, Glenn, you're blocked. Right? Oh, owned, absolutely owned. And Gunner, whose real name I will not bother to learn because <laughs> it's not uh, worth it. I don't even know his WWE name. He's Gunner to me. Yeah, he'll he'll always be Gunner. He will always be Gunner. Gunner and his mate Murphy, not the one in AEW. Yeah. Murphy. Um, enough Kane. Enough, especially Kane. Gunner, whatever. But I don't see Gunner's often. I feel like I see a fucking Kane tweet every day and I can't fucking take it anymore. He's, he's being stupid on the most regular basis, you know. So. Oh, my God. God. Anyway, speaking of stupid and wrestling, let's talk about wrestling. Oh, excuse me. Pardon I've, moi. Pardon I've moi. got my uh, my biannual uh, feature in, in Game Guff. Uh, oh, hello. <laughs> rare, a rare appearance, but here we are. Um, so I played a couple of games. First of all, Point P. Uh, ah, yes. Oh, shit. I thought this was Barry playing Point P. I'm, I'm still playing. Joe's on. Yeah, as Barry uh, recommended last week, you know, I'm a big... I love my mobile games. I will play any old shit where you have to match three things in a yeah. row and make them disappear or bounce a thing to a thing. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's, it's a very, very well-made game, which is kind of rare now in mobile games because most of them are just so shit. It's like they're just cheap cash grabs. So to have like a nice, like well-made, well-designed kind of fun mobile game is good. Um, I would say the only kind of criticism is, or at least compared to a lot of those mobile games, it doesn't have that constant kind of, like dopamine rush of you've completed this, you've got to this, you've got to this, like every five minutes, like yeah. giving you some kind of mm. little, you know, gamification to keep you going. Like it, it is a game you have to keep playing and keep playing. It's a bit, a bit of a grinder, but it is fun to play. So I, I don't mind too much, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one that, that takes time, but I'll, I'll probably keep playing that. It's a lot of fun. And now that it's free on the Nintendo Switch, I also played a few games of Fall Guys. Lovely. Um, which was very, very fun. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you play the game. Everyone knows what it is. You, you control a little uh, bobbly man who runs along the assault course, and you have to <laughs> basically have to get to the end before half the field, and then you get to the next round, and you keep going, and, yeah. keep going and so on and so on. Um, again, very fun, quite a stressful game because there's no downtime at all. You're just constantly like racing yeah. to the end and watching out for stuff. There's no like respite at all. Um, even compared to I don't know, like Rocket League, where you do sometimes get a few seconds of, of rest. Um, very good. And I'd say it is also very kind of a game that requires a high degree of accuracy as well in some of the jumps, some of the timing. Mm, yeah. Especially considering that you're controlling a big flubbly wobbly Mr. Blobby type man. <laughs> not like Super Mario, you know no. what I mean? It's not like you're trying to yeah. you're trying to hit those jumps very very close because that was tricky. But I did manage to. I was doing really badly. Like I was struggling to get past like the first round for a first hour or two, and then eventually I did manage to actually win one, which I think was a bit of a fluke. But I was I also yeah, I think I'd improved my skills by then. So I might go back to that occasionally just for the odd game. It's uh, it's quite fun. Mm. Yeah, probably. I'll give you. I'll, I'll play with you, Joe. I'll also play. Yeah, I I, I still drop into it on on occasion. It's it's fun. Um, How easy is it to uh, do cross play with friends across systems? I'm not sure. How um, I have done it. I haven't done it in a while. Um, I think it's relatively straightforward. I believe you I do. So. You do have to make an epic account. I believe is yeah the thing. 
which I do have already because I, despite never using them, I go on and claim those free games whenever Epic does them. Mm-hmm. They do lots of free games, so I'm like, yep, I'll take that. For I can't run half of them on this PC, but I'll have them anyway. Um, yeah, so you do that, and uh, it's relatively, relatively easy. Relatively mm, easy. I love a bit of Fall Guys yeah. for sure. Yeah, and a bit of Mario Kart. If anyone out there wants a whooping in Mario Kart, do let me know. I actually, I, I, I do need to message Stephen. He was offering me some Mario Kart, and I was like, <laughs> "Very good at Mario Kart, brother. Be careful what you're, what you're wishing for there." Um, I'm very forgetful this week. I oh, I forgot everything. Everything if there was. I also forgot. I beat I beat that new Ninja Turtles game. Also, by the way. Oh uh, yeah, I heard that. That's very good. It's great. It's very very good. It looks yeah. great. It sounds great. Um, you know the, the 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 dirty little secret about like those beat 'em ups from that era, from like the arcades, like the turtles the simpsons game yeah is that they're they're not very good they're not really that good actually is what's going on <laughs> because you've got like you've got like one attack button and a jump button and so you just walk yeah. and attack and you can't block you can't dodge it's literally this is not a revelation i know but they are literally just designed to suck coins out of you at the arcade um, and i talked about this recently when i was like emulating the simpsons i was like oh this is actually kind of boring when you can just put a fake coin into the emulator um uh yeah this game ninja turtles this new one shredder's revenge which is also on game pass this one um has like actual mechanics in it uh it has like multiple types of attack and it has an evade you can evade in it um and it's quite tough but it also has i think i, have, I don't think i've ever seen one of these before in the game it has a down but not out system like in gears of war so when your buddy goes down you can go over and revive them um mm. so it has like actual stuff in it that makes it more of an actual video game looks great sounds great uh uh very cool levels uh could do it a little bit of variety boss battles aren't great but again for a 20 quid game or a game pass game it's fantastic and uh i'm, I'm looking forward to doing some i want to do some more co-op because they have up to six player co-op which i think is very nice um yeah i might download that tonight because like i said my tv's not coming until tuesday so it's only what two hours, three hours to beat that. Uh, we beat it in a little over two. Might give that a spin tomorrow. So uh, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Anyway, that is our, our lengthy game guff uh, segment. We will jump over now to wrestling. Uh, Dynamite this week. Uh, some good, some bad, some in the middle. Um, yeah, can I just say something? Right away. Go on. Uh, you know, obviously, this has been a very emotional week for me. Yeah. And I, th- I don't say this very often. So you have to excuse me if I just take a second here. Barry, you were right. And I was wrong. Oh. You know, that, that takes a lot for me to it say. Does, it does. But, but I want more. Go on. About what? You were right after on Dynamite this week when Christian Cage came out and cut a what what Power Slam magazine would call a blistering promo. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say I was wrong. And you were right. I you know what, much like Christian Cage, I will be the bigger man and I will I will accept that. I, I'm, I'm putting on my I'm putting on my leather jacket. I'm getting my my turtleneck out. When that man hit that stage, I was like, "What is this cunt wearing? What the fuck?" 
is this guy wearing? I, like, I, I knew it was going to be Batista. great. I knew it was going to be great. Batista, but it was good. It was good. Listen, I, I, I've been saying this since he showed up in AEW. It's 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 bet against Christian at your peril. That's what it is. He will always over deliver. Everyone has sold him short his his entire career, and he always delivers and uh, uh, proven right yet again by by the instant classic. Yeah. Um, I will say I I do prefer Christian as a heel. To, to my point from last week. Yeah, I, I, it's funny because, like, promo-wise, definitely, but I, I, I do kind of love him as a babyface because he's so basic in a great way at it. It's like people just rally behind him for the most basic. He's the only guy who can do the hand-clapping spot and not be, like, lame. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah. promo-wise... I mean, Thumping the chest. Yeah, promo-wise, though, it's not even close. I mean, look, everyone's better as a heel. Most people are better as a heel, and, and he certainly is. And he followed up quite well last week. I mean, last week, he had the you raised a piece of shit uh, uh, line, which was which I'm glad they showed it actually this week on TV. Which I'm yeah. glad they made a point to include that, and then the the whole promo. Oh, it was wonderful. I mean, look, I'm not I'm not big on the WWE stuff, the dead dad. You know, it's just my thing is always kind of like you, even though the crowd react, at the end of the day, you don't get as much juice out of it as you do, and it just feels like going low for what is relatively yeah. little. Cute. But other than that, I thought it was just phenomenal. You know. Well, I kind of, I, I, I kind of like that in in this specific instance. I would generally agree with you, but first of all, I loved the explanation of why Christian Y. Well, he eliminated me from a battle royal a year ago, yeah, and it's just been brewing inside petty, him. Petty, so good. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I, like I didn't even remember that that happened, but the fact that he does is such a great character motivation, and that's why I feel like the low shots work because it's off the back of a year of this apparent pent up hatred you know um very 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 good stuff um hitched the wagon to him made the money off him yeah. got the big fat checks for a year and then the fucking um, the fucking dinosaur comes out and christian goes luchasaurus you're like a son to me <laughs> <laughs> Of Green all the people, oh no, not my big dinosaur son! Oh, God. don't talk to me on my dinosaur son ever again. <laughs> you come to this the day of my dinosaur son's wedding. You know. He said, "I'm interested." He said, "Remember what happened to Marco?" I'm interested if we're going to get some lore here that 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 Luchasaurus had a dinosaur moment and and ate Marco's son. <laughs> I don't. I I I thought I thought the implication was supposed to be that Christian's like their manager and he cut him basically as well. Yeah, what the implication was supposed to be. I got yeah, he, got, he uses he uses sway to get rid of Marco or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Marco's I, sleeping with the fishes. He had him killed. Yeah. Um, this this uh, you know I was kind of glad of this because it seems like they they are going to fully dissolve this unit and just uh, you know go with, with Jungle yeah, Boy. It, is it, it's the, it's in need of it. To be fair. Yeah, I mean Jungle Boy is fucking. He's joined the many 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 people on the injured reserve at the moment. Yeah. Um. But I'm kind of which it's good and bad. I'm glad they're dissolving the unit. But now that Jungle Boy's injured, oh my god, are we going to get Luchasaurus Christian matches? I mean, I I I for for a little while. I think that's what the feud will be. Um. I'm a little bit split on what you do then with Luchasaurus. I, I do like the idea of Luchasaurus as the big healer. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about a, a heel Luchasaurus, though. I, yeah. I, I wonder if they go with, they take the mask off him for a while, and he's he's um, just the big guy, just, you know? Just while, one, one. while at Yeah, while at the same time, that feels like the kind of less interesting option. 
I almost feel like that's the way you have to go with it. Yeah. Um, he can't. I, I do agree. He can't be. He can't be Diesel and have the fucking mask on. He cannot. He cannot do that. And be the big dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. Unless he changes to a different dinosaur, it could be like a Triceratops or something. Or... <laughs> He's like a. He could be like a raptor from from big Jurassic neck. Park. One of the mean ones. Yeah. Yeah. Blue. Uh, yeah. He can be. He can be Ghidorah. Um, he can be a Brachiosaurus with a big long neck, or uh, um, I don't know. We can. Uh, yeah. Go on. Great, excellent, excellent promo. I was, I was, I loved almost every minute of it. Um, it was, it was tremendous. Yeah, we uh, we'll we'll jump back here to the the top of the show here. Daniel oh, sorry, well, no, 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 one more, one more, one more. Sorry, 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 Go sorry. On. I don't want to interrupt. Sorry. The one more where where he said that Jungle Boy's mother was was giving him the finger and swearing at him because she's in love with him. <laughs> yeah, she's hot for Christian. Oh god, I'm gonna be your daddy, Jungle Boy. It was great. It was great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, top of the show, Brian Danielson came out to address uh, his future. And, and the way he started the promo, I was like, there's no way this guy isn't healthy because he's hyping up the two shows. I'm like, he's not going to hype him up and then say, I'm not on him. And that's exactly what he did. I was like, what the fuck? Um, so didn't like that. And then he said, there'll be a mystery fella replacing me. And I'm not going to tell you who it is. And then uh, Zack Sabre Jr. came out and said, oh, what? You bloody, and then they got to the back, and that was it. <laughs> what I know that that promo was uh, Brian did a fantastic job. Like he's great, yeah. and it was going really well until he until he did that. Yeah, I'm a bad guy. I'm not gonna tell you. And it was like, oh, it's so fucking lame. Just don't do that. It's not. It's not heel. He is just lame. Please don't. Do yeah. And then that, yeah, no Zack Saber promo. He could have come out and yeah. gone. Brian Danielson, who he, he thinks he's the best technical wrestler, I'm Zack Sabre Jr. And then, you know, that would have been pretty good. But yeah. Yeah. But maybe we get a good, good, I don't know, good surprise. Yeah, if, yeah, he should have had some kind of rebuttal, right? No matter he who should. it is, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. I feel that's been a theme of all of the, the New Japan guys. Them coming out has been in incredibly underwhelming yeah whether it's okada tanahashi osprey zack saber them that them coming out and they just don't look like stars and i don't know i'm not sure why whether it's the way they're introduced or if it's they're not kind of used to that kind of i don't know presentation but they just they just come out and look like guys staring at the ring <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I definitely feel like that was Tanahashi. He came out and did his pose quite awkwardly the first week. I feel, I think Okada was slightly better. Uh, we'll get to Okada later, of course. But yeah, I, I don't know that they've used those guys enough. I think you need some video packages as well. Mm. Some footage to kind of explain who these people are, what their background is. Like It, it feels like every time a New Japan guy comes out, what you get as a fan in, in terms of explanation of who they are is Jim Ross going, this kid here is one of the best in the world. Let me tell you, folks. <laughs> yeah, Jim Ross yeah, doing like, that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's like really unconvincing, like <laughs> shock, shocked voice. Like, oh. At least, least he knows, like, at least he knows who Okada is at the very least. He got that right. He didn't know who Okada oh, was or any of that. Well, but I mean, I let me let me let me tell you, Excalibur. This kid Yoshihashi has got all the potential in the world. 
I see. I I don't really care about the lack of video packages or things like that. That doesn't irk me. It's more so kind of like obviously, obviously, look, they obviously didn't want Tanahashi out there doing a promo in his second language last week, which is you know fair enough. Bit of an eye roller, but fair enough. And I like do a pre-tape and just translate it. Put subtitles on it. Do you know what I mean? And then put subtitles. Zack Saber Junior. comes out this week. Comes out to face off. And he just stands there, and then they cut. I'm like, okay, I I really don't care about the video packages. My kind of thing is, I know who these people are. I don't care if everyone else doesn't know. I I, I don't care. That's not, that's not my concern. But as yeah. even as someone who knows who he is, I'm like, okay, well, he's there. Have him say something, and he speaks English, and he's a good promo. Like what? Like and the other guy just pulled out of the match. Let the let the guy who's still in the fucking match say something. Um, yeah, that that was uh, yeah, that was a bit odd. Um, we got uh, Aussie Open and Will Ospreay against Rapongi Vice and Orange Cassidy. I thought this was a lot of fun. Um, not too, not too much. To I love they keep beating. They keep beating United Empire. Uh, he's well. Will Ospreay is one hundred percent winning at the pay per view. So uh, <laughs> old uh, old, know, old, but... old Kylo Fletcher, down you go. You know. Um, um, yeah, but uh, so- solid match. Solid match. Um, uh, was. That was the Christian promo there. Um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly was backstage with the Young Bucks. Kyle O'Reilly also on the injured reserve. Um, uh, and it's going to be um, uh, the Young Bucks, Hiku Leo and El Fantasmo versus Sting, Darby Allen, and uh, two cronies, they said. This was a very wacky show where they made matches. There was two segments where they made matches but didn't confirm what the matches were until there was a graphic later on in the show. Yeah. Um, and also, so uh, spoilers for later on in the show, during the Darby promo, it was revealed that we were getting... Uh, Shingo and Hiromu, right? They announced Shingo and Hiromu were going to be on the card like a half hour before the, sh- the go home show ended, and they're in an eight man tag. Uh, I couldn't, and not even anymore because Hiromu, Hiromu has the fever yeah. and can't go. Yeah, so Hiromu's out, so he couldn't travel. So who who did they pull from the heel side? Did they Hikaleo? They get rid of Hikaleo. Well, that's, that's the sensible person to get rid of yeah. um, on that. <laughs> Uh, but so yeah, the the dudes with attitude, Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo against the Young Bucks and ELP. That I mean, yeah. for all the thing about this card, I suppose we'll talk about it once we're finished. Dynamite and Rampage is that a lot of questionable booking, a lot of ho hum looking stuff on paper, but a lot of the stuff is like it, they're all a lot of it's probably going to bang on the night. Do you know what I mean? I I think you look at the card and you go, well, they're they're not going to be yeah. bad matches. I'll say that you know, no, um, no, it, it it has the feel of a B show to be fair. Um, as opposed to uh, a world-ending collab, yeah. Um, especially, I think I feel blood and guts is is, is um, more overshadowing it a little bit as well. Yeah, mm. totally. Yes, it's been disappointing. I think when it was announced, of course, everyone expects big singles matches, and you the, the top stars in big singles matches. That's what you yeah. expect, right? And what we've got is like yeah. one of those, really. Yeah, allowing for the fact that there's been a lot of, and I saw a great tweet. The the Simpsons softball, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, accidents and injuries and things you can't account for. It feels like every match on the show has been changed at some point. So I, I I'll allow him that, but nevertheless, it doesn't feel like it's been particularly well built. Um, uh, at that stage, speaking of 
you know, not that well built. Uh, we've had our, our 17th tournament of the year concluded with uh, Malachi Black beating Penta Obscuro. <laughs> enough tournaments now. Yeah, please. enough of enough. that. Enough of that. But it's funny, this match is actually, I thought, was pretty solid. And I was actually kind of worried about it because, like, Malachi Black can be really good or with the wrong opponent, he can be not very good. And I haven't really enjoyed Pentagon for quite a while at this stage. But I thought this was actually solid. It was mm. perfectly fine. Mm. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, Malachi Black got added to this four-way, uh, which was made complete, of course, by the New Japan contingent, which was Tomohiro Ishii. Now, let me just take a big old sip of my coffee and check the New Japan uh, uh, Pro Wrestling website. Um, yeah. Uh, after after Dynamite went off air, but before Rampage, so the, so somewhere around Thursday, they got the news that uh, Ishii got injured somehow. I I, he, he, I don't know if he was in the match with uh, Clark Connors or, or, or in training or what, but he hurt his knee and he's out. So the uh, New Japan had their own little tournament to determine who got into this four-way. Clark Connors was the other finalist. He is now in the match. Uh, you know, one of one of those I've I've I have not seen Clark Connors. I've heard good things about it. One of those situations where listen, Ishii's like one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's great, but also that lad has wrestled on every fucking continent at this stage. It's for as long as New Japan has been touring and doing deals with other companies, I, we've seen Ishii wrestle loads. So I'm actually I'm like okay, yeah. put a new lad in. That's actually fine. I mean, listen, I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna say it's not. It's it's a shame that one of the best wrestlers got pulled from the show, but you know, let's yeah. get it. Let's get a new. Even lad though he in. has a. He is an NXT 2.0 Crocodile Dundee gimmick. <laughs> yeah, I like his hat. I like it. it. As, look, I don't care who's in it as long as Miro fucking annihilates them. And, and he pins them all at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing is, he's American. Yeah, this, this Connors guy. Yeah, you don't even have the novelty of I him being Japanese. Was- yeah, I thought it was all like supposed to be European and Japanese and Mexicans, but well, no, but it, even mm. that doesn't make sense because it's called all it's called all Atlantic. So even having a Japanese representative doesn't really make sense, does it? Um, Tony, Tony, ring Tony. us. We, we've got we've got some notes. We got some notes. This is not. Yeah. Well, you have um, you have um... ever since Fulham got promoted, Tony has just taken his eye off the fucking ball. Yeah. He's too busy yeah. trying to sign. Although, right, although Tony, if you if you do want if you do want Andreas Pereira, you have him for free. You don't even need, need to pay us. You what are his real priorities? Oh, we got promoted. Yeah, okay, mate. You listen. Who's losing in that four way? Get get to business. Come on now. Uh, speaking of, uh, we got uh, Hangman Page versus Silas Young. Um, this is one of those like death by a thousand cuts thing. I don't think Adam Adam Page having a competitive match at Silas Young is any kind of earth shattering yeah. problem, but with pay, with hangman not being booked incredibly strong lately. And then the hometown crowd getting behind Silas because they knew him. Uh, this was not the best look in the entire world for all, all hangman. Uh, and then they segued into a segment where Jay White came out and Adam Cole came out and they talked and blah, 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 blah. And thank Christ the fucking Rainmaker music hit because Jesus, I couldn't, I can't watch these three anymore. Um, Jay White's only shown up twice. I'm already fucking bored of him. Um, uh, but Okada came out in his t-shirt. Uh, he said, fuck my wife's birthday. I'm going to go to AEW, brother. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, they, they had a little schmoz and then... Uh, after telling after Jay White saying I'm not re- wrestling any of ye, they said, "Oh my God, it's all one for Forbidden Door." Didn't say what the match was um, uh, until later on when Excalibur was doing his breathy rundown. At which point they confirmed it is a four way. Um, yeah. uh, again, like incredibly unstimulating as a match on paper, but will probably be great. 
I mean, it's, yeah. it's four very good wrestlers. I I want to I want to call my shot right now. The finish of this match is Hangman Adam Page hitting the buckshot lariat on uh, Adam Cole, and JY either hits Hangman with the Blade Runner and pins Cole, or just throws Hangman out of the ring and pins Cole. Hang- and uh, White pain, is pinning yeah. Cole after Hangman doesn't move. They are doing they are doing the WWE finish. I would put the rent on it. I will say that. Yeah, but it being. Switchblade and Cole is notable as well because they're the the quote unquote allies going into the match, so that would make sense from right. a storyline perspective because they were teasing the sanction anyway. Uh, I've seen a lot of Okada matches. This is the first time I've noticed how fucking big he is. I don't know whether that's yes. just because JY and Adam Cole are, are not the biggest, but it, it it was and also Okada's proportions are quite weird. He's got a huge head. It was yeah. almost like, um, you know, you're watching a bunch of uh, eight-year-olds wrestle, and then the fucking 12-year-old came out. And he's just like a head bigger than everyone else, and he's just holding them at arm's length and kicking them in the face. What a big lad he is. And his his little coin drop music, that's a great little uh, crowd popper. A um, little bit underwhelming for his first ever AEW appearance, but the crowd obviously knew who he was, and he he, he did come off like... Uh, one of the few New Japan guys, certainly Japanese contingent, who came off more of a kind of established star. Um, yeah, I think him getting involved in a brawl as well isn't the way I would present a big star like that. Like you no. want to just come out and so- soak up the kind of reaction and to yeah. look. He had a like big white t shirt on as well. It looked like fucking laundry day. Like. You wanted to have that prestige and just be like, yeah. He should have had the big coat like the, on. The lights to go down. Yeah, the lights go down. He comes out and he's... Lights yeah. go down would have been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. He, he, he's... Maybe he's just Japanese Kevin Nash. And he was like, and because the story going around, the story going around from for weeks was that he wasn't going to be on the show because he had like family commitments. Mm. And then, and then, and then TK is on his knees begging. This he's like, this card, please, Mister Okada, Okada San, I need, I need you. And he's like, all right, well, I'm not changing. Right, I'm not changing. <laughs> and then there's like that, 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 that quote from the media call where where he where Tony Khan's like, Okada's told me he's a Man City fan seventeen <laughs> times. I was like, yeah, he's alpha dogging you. He's letting you know who's boss. <laughs> I bet you now the end of the show is going to be flagging and Tony Khan's going to say Okada can you go out there and do one more Raid Baker yeah, yeah for $10,000 <laughs> <laughs> it was like having a story you got asked to go out for like a battle royal in the end he's like, oh yeah, it was like yeah, it, the, the, the box it was the box told it it was some like I think it was like NEW or one of those shows where they book a mix of like current indie guys and legends and for whatever someone was missing or they lost out in some main event and so they asked Nash to go out and just literally just go out and power bomb a guy once he's like yeah for another 5k and he got it <laughs> what a legend Oh, oh King! Less, less Kane on the timeline. More, more Kevin, Kevin Nash. Nash, absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh dear. Uh, Marina Shafir. Kevin is truly the fake Diesel. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, Marina Shafir versus Tony Storm. I this is you. Know, all right, Marina Shafir. She's not great, but this wasn't this wasn't too bad, right? Then I like her style. I, I think yeah. she's kind of getting. Better every time I see her. It's just, just that she's different, at least. I know, I know. It's stating the obvious because she was a legitimate fighter, but she, her stuff looks really legitimate. She's yeah, you, you, we're, we're skipping Jade saying Tony cut the shit as well. Ah, uh, well, he, she said it. You got, we got to mention that every week. Um, Best the, thing on the show. The um, 
uh one one thumbs up i do have is it, <laughs> knock on wood hopefully they have they've kicked vicky out and now it's uh nyla and marina which i actually much prefer to i much yeah, prefer it to sure. nyla and vicky and and marina coming out to silence on her own you know um yeah, I, yeah, I think, yeah. especially since, for whatever, you can tell that they're big on Shafir because they keep using her as these kind of heat up, uh, 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 content as a heat up contender. So let's give her a little bit of uh, something to work with. And obviously, Nyla's, Nyla's great. She's a uh, an elder stateswoman of the company at this stage. Um, yeah, so Thunder Rosa versus Tony at the, at the show. We got the Sting segment. Yeah. We got a uh, build up for Rampage. And then we got the, what was the main event? Oh, Tanahashi and Moxley versus Archer and Jericho. Uh, fun. Yeah. You know, typical kind of TV main event to set up a time match. Uh, I'm sure on the night it'll be a great match, but Tanahashi was not, um, he was not inspiring a whole lot of confidence in me. I haven't watched New Japan. No, I was going to say, I thought it was a bold move from AW to. Um, to send out Matt Hardy into oh, oh, things we can take back now. That man's a legend. You respect, but I did have a similar thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a legend, but it, it, it's funny that he's still he's pushed to this point on this show as the main New Japan guy. Yeah, he's he he's a legend. He's a good five years past his prime. Yeah, he's he's physically he's. But I mean, I know I've heard from people who who still watch New Japan regularly that when it comes time to have the big matches, yeah, he, yeah, he I, can still I've turn it on. Too. I guess it's just a question of will he turn it on for? for I would imagine he will. I would imagine he will because it's yeah. going to be a huge crowd and and I, I you know it is it is said that the that there is a a um, they do appreciate the Japanese wrestlers do appreciate coming to America performing on big shows. It is a it is a, a thing they appreciate. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, his knees just aren't what they once were, and that's that's no fault of his own. No. Um, uh, that being said, he, him and Jericho when they were in in the ring together, it, it was uh, it was a little bit of a struggle at times, but yeah. it was a fun match nonetheless. Uh, and then we ended on a big, uh, a big schmoz where literally everyone on the card came out and fought at ringside while uh, uh, Moxley and Tanahashi looked at each other like they wanted to smooch each other. Um, yeah, maybe uh, they do. Maybe they do. If they do, they should have just done it. They should have just done it. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll go to Rampage. Not too much to talk about on Rampage. Phoenix versus Andrade was awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's good. R- Roosh couldn't get his shirt off his arm with his. Oh, work. that was great. Uh... God, Roosh. Just undo the buttons first. Come on, Roosh. <laughs> yeah. Or just have them unbuttoned when you come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just going to take it off anyway. What's the big deal? Um, I did love Alex Abrahantes getting in the ring with Jose, the assistant, who oh, yeah. lately seems to always end up with his shirt off. And he's like as ripped as Andrade almost. Yeah. Like, what, what is Abrahantes going to do to that man? That was a very funny visual. <laughs> the match itself was great. The match uh, itself yeah. was, was pay-per-view level. Absolutely. Andrade, when he gets the long match, he, he basically always delivers. Yeah. Um, rest of the show, yeah, you know, it was fine. Uh, Martinez and Deep squashed the team. Uh, uh, not Harwood, what's the other one? Wheeler lost to Jeff Cobb in a solid main event. Hook be the guy. Yeah. Solid, usual, usual um, watchable rampage. Yeah, uh, Lee Moriarty was backstage with some nerd. <laughs> I don't know who that was. Ah, um, oh, come on, it, it was Gresham. And then, and then Jonathan Gresham said, 
And then he said, here, here in Ring of Honor. Well, whatever. It's a Ring of Honor title. Who cares? It's so much the same, lad. Um, and the, Brian that, Cage. That, Brian Cage was back twice as big as the last time I saw him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, whoa, I'm knocking my microphone over. Um, I, 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 I wasn't pining to see Brian Cage, but I'm like, well, they have 7 million injured wrestlers at the moment. So, you know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, that that uh, the 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 blonde announcer backstage, with, like for the Gresham statement, she needs to do the Todd Phillips thing of just squat and just try and try and not look like an, an Amazon next yeah. to him, you know. Um, and then I, I forget what her go home line was, but it was something like that would be good. That that's sure to be a good match delivered with the charisma of uh, a brick. <laughs> Poor girl, oh. come on. Try and sound, try have a chat with Mark Henry about how you make the most flaccid main events sound like the most exciting thing in the world. Because mm. that man knows how to do it. This Dante Martin uh, uh, QT Marshall match. It's time for the main <laughs> event. Uh, and I thought the brawl at the end of Rampage was was better than the one at the end of Dynamite. I thought was, that was good fun, especially with uh, Kingston. Try to grab as many pens as he could to maim Jericho with. Yeah, King's Kingston's involvement will just always make it, you know, more fun. And that was it. That was so it. Now yes, we have so the we'll... pape in about hour forty-five until the uh, pre-show. Who's staying yeah. up to watch it live? I am not. I am not. No. I've been on the. I've been on the couch for the week, and now I can get back in the bed. I have to go back in the bed. Yeah. Well, I'm working tomorrow, but I'm doing it live because I'm crazy like that. Oh, baby! And, and, and also, don't don't tell work, right? But I can use the excuse tomorrow of oh, I'm going through my week's worth of emails when really I'll be sleeping. Don't tell anybody. Um, I got a push notification literally just about an hour before I started this podcast saying your fight credits are expiring soon. I was like, well, I because I knew they were they're like getting rid of those. And I was like, yeah, I don't have mm. any. And I was like, well, let me just check out of curiosity if I have any. And I had like the cost of two pay-per-views in there wow. uh, that I had. I had no idea because I, 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 I remember using them frequently when they first rolled out, but I completely forgot about them. So I got, I got forbidden door for free. Um, wow. Uh, very nice. And I, I am tempted to stay up, but as I said, I've had a couple of crappy nights on the couch, so I, I, I won't push myself. Mm. Uh, I, I won't be at work tomorrow. So I will, uh, I didn't book it off, but I'm not going in is the short version um oh yeah, right. yeah. um the uh, uh the pay-per-view that's what we're talking about uh we're looking at the uh, uh the buy-in which is starting shortly um uh, uh as yeah. of this recording uh three matches on the buy-in i do appreciate that they've added a load of matches i hate when the buy-in is one match and a load of video packages that you will then also see on the pay-per-view um, I don't like that. Uh, so yeah. well, WWE are particularly egregious for that. Yeah, two hours with no matches. Yeah, with well, uh, AEW as well. No, they've they've been they've been pretty they've been pretty poor on that lately. So I'm glad we've got a nice. But well, their buy-ins used to just be half an hour long. It was a bit easier. Yeah, you, you you just get the librarians coming out. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, better than that. <gasps> Scissor me, daddy ass. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, Austin Gunn, Billy Gunn, and Colton Gunn, and Max Caster with Anthony Bowens versus Alex Coughlin, Yuya Yamora, Kevin Knight, and the DKC. Um, I, I have seen Yuya Yamora. I don't think I've seen any of those other LA Dojo boyos. 
Uh, but you know, this well, DKC was on rampage. Exactly. DKC was on rampage, but he did like nothing. He got slapped around by Hook, um, and rightfully so. Uh, rightfully so. Uh, this is this is just the excuse to get Caster out there and do a, a, a hopefully not problematic a rap. rap. Um, uh, so that'd be fun, uh, and of course, uh, New Japan alumnus Billy Gunn as well. Um, yeah, former true, true. former Tanahashi challenger. Uh, the fact- I would love I would love a, li- a little Kota Ibushi mention in the rap. I think that's what we're due. Yeah. Uh, that would be uh, that, that might be a bit near the knuckle I think for you I think that that wound is a bit sore I think still um, <laughs> but uh, uh, next we have I mean what looks like it might just be the most boring match of all time literally quite quite literally up there QT Marshall and Aaron Solo against uh, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi no offense to my man Goto I'm not trying to sl- I'm not trying to slander Goto here but I mean there's going to be a point in this match where QT and Yoshihashi are going to lock up and I'm just going to be like, the universe may collapse in on itself. Yeah, I'd rather watch Yoshi from fucking Mario World. So would I, because he is not real. Uh, also, just to mention, for those who, who are less New Japan um, attuned, uh, Yoshihashi, the performer of the worst submission hold in the entire world of professional wrestling, uh, the butterfly lock that doesn't look like it hurts. I hope even he, less than John Cena's STF. I hope he wait, wins. Yeah, wait for him to win with it. Yeah, it sucks. Well, he's in like because like Aaron Solo is never on television, so I, I I feel like this is a pretty easy win for the for the New Japan nah, boys. Goto Goto with the 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 GTR or whatever his moves. Oh yeah, yeah, Goto will win. Yeah, it's kind of I'm kind of surprised Goto is relegated this low on the card, but um. Uh, but I suppose looking at looking at the main card, I'm like they've he he is relatively low on the pecking order these days, so that's fair enough. Uh, Swerve and our glory. This is actually probably this would be a really good match, I would say, for a pre-show. Swerve and our glory, Keekley and, and Shane Strickland uh, against El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemoro. That would probably be good fun, I'd say. Yeah, Despi. Despi. I'm glad when because like they only added that match on Rampage. I was like, did they seriously fly Despi in two weeks ago just to do a, <laughs> have a to do a run in and just have Excalibur point out that he's there and then that was it. I I was like, is that seriously <laughs> it? When they didn't when, it, when they didn't add into a match during that segment, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, be serious. But uh, yeah, that'll that'll be pretty good. That's a that'll be a, a solid a solid uh, pre show match. Uh, then yeah. onto the main card, we have Zach Saber Junior versus T. B A. Is he like the DKC? <laughs> yeah, he's oh yeah, he's another uh, dojo lad. Yeah, he's really really promising. Mm-hmm. Um, TBC, the boy Claudio. <laughs> hey, uh, there you go. Hey? There you go. Um, Tony bloody can. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Bray Kyat. The the bloody keened. Um. Yeah, I mean, this it's, it, it it almost feels like a, a last dance style thing where they've so specifically built it up to be Claudio that I can't see who else. But I, well, I but I don't think they have, they've 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 hyped it up. To, I mean, we're doing a reasonable deduction because all they've done is they've hyped it up to be someone cool. That's all they they haven't they didn't say, and it was like, oh, you'll have a great match with Zach. But that could be well. No, Daniel Danielson said that he 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 he's technical enough to to do Zach Saber and and kick ass enough for the blood and guts and. He don't worry. He will be amazing. Is what he is. What Dinosaur says. Yes. Bray yeah. so. Wyatt. Oh yeah, technical wizard. Technical. But that's, but that's just the thing. I mean, oh. you can use reasonable deduction to say it probably be Claudio, but I feel like they didn't drop any like European hints or coffee based no. hints. Yeah. 
Uh, he's bringing a latte. Oh, what does he mean? Uh, yeah, this is this is one of those things where Brian hyped it up and Tony Khan. This is one of those ones where they're hyping it up, so it has to be someone good. Um, yeah. uh, and realistic, to be honest, most of the free agents have like turned up elsewhere or are already in AEW. So I don't, I don't think there's a million people left that it could be other than other than Claudio. Um, and an interesting note that that person is going to be a BCC member. Like, so it's not going to be, yeah. you know, because I saw people <laughs> speculating, this is wishful thinking, speculating it might be Shibata. Yeah, Shibata is going to go into the fucking gig yourself chair shot match on Wednesday and fucking fall off the cage. <laughs> they won't even let him have matches in Japan, but he's going to fucking, he's going to work GCW then next week. Um, yeah. I also love that Kenny Omega had to come out and be like, it's not me. Yeah, because that would make all the sense in the world. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, and if it is Claudio, that'll be a, a banging match. Um, oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Um, then you have the match we talked about earlier, uh, uh, Phantasmo and the Young Bucks against Sting, Darby Allen and Shingo. Listen, that, that, that could be excellent. I mean, that could just be really phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of matches like that. They'll probably be good, but. Yeah. Not that bottom, you know. Not, yeah. Uh, to uh, Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. Build has been a whole home, but they are probably the two best women in the company. Probably. Uh, so may overachieve. Uh, yeah. Do you think Thunder Rosa retains? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I even though, so. even though, even though she's having a bit of a hangman page reign. Yes. Um. I think she probably retains, but they they need to light some fire under her because she's been a bit ho hum to this point. I did to that end. I did hear someone speculate on another, on another podcast. I was like, well, what they should do is uh, go with the hot hand and put the belt on Tony. But I think three years into AEW's existence, that we I, I we know relatively certifiably that's not what Tony Khan does. He does not say yeah. let's go with the hot hand. He says. The plan was Thunder Rosa holds it till X, and that, and she is holding it till X. That is the, yeah. that's the way he books. So I'd be shocked. And unless the plan yeah. always was Tony, but we'll see. For better or worse, it's a Tony Khan show. Absolutely, <laughs> the multiverse of multi-mans. That's what this card is. Um, <laughs> speaking of, we've got uh, the for all the marbles. It's for the Ring of Honor and IWGP. Yeah, we're not all of them, not the Triple A ones. We don't want to dip our toes into poli- politics. That there, is folks. that is a funny aspect of that. Is they, it's winner takes all. It's like FTR have two belts that, and they've and I noticed actually probably to avoid any political uh, uh, BS that they have stopped carrying those belts around for the duration of this. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so funny. I love that. Just kind of like I mean, there's beef in in the US as well, but I love. Like the beef in Mexico is serious. Like the beef in Mexico is really serious because there was the story as well that it was supposed to be Andrade versus uh, Osprey, and then and then uh, uh, CMLL were like, oh, no, 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 you can't. He, you, you, our partner can't have one of your lads wrestle one of their lads who used to be in AAA. We can't have that. It's like, oh god, whatever. That's such nonsense. Well, no, the issue is that Andrade is is currently in AAA, but he was complaining on Twitter that they don't use them. Well, yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love so it's, it. Yeah, 
Yeah, but it's like, yeah. I mean, he's, he he's, used to be CMLL. He was less sombre in CMLL before. Maybe he, that's the, he left the real it. sticking point is that it's he he right. was a CMLL guy who then left. You know. Yeah, uh, I think that's what the sticking point is. Uh, yeah, yeah, so for for um, almost all the tag belts in the situation, it's FTR versus the great, uh, United Empire versus the team that's going to get pinned, uh, Rapongi Vice. Um, again, probably six good wrestlers will probably be quite good. Um, yeah. uh, I feel FTR. Yeah. I feel like FTR F- will win. Yeah, they're doing the. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna recreate the great Sasuke picture. They they want to have every belt under the sun. Um, uh, yeah. Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy for the US title. I feel like this would be very, very good. Yeah, it's going to be another. I, I reckon Meltzer goes five on this one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be one of those matches that's really, really good, and then Dave just goes, "Yeah, five st- <laughs> It's just out of nowhere. Um, he just loves for Osprey's collection. He just loves to do it. Yeah, there was that Kenny interview this week about that. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Osprey. Look, obviously, you know, say what you will about him, and by all means, do say what you will about him. Um. Uh. I mean, he's been great on Dynamite every time. He's been he. If you didn't know who he was and you just heard all the hype about him, and then he showed up in AEW, you can't. You know, he he, he has been good. And Cassidy, we know Cassidy can over can he way he overachieves basically every time. Um, yeah. Uh, I only just noticed this on Rampage, or maybe they just made it this on Rampage. But they're then they have the. Uh, Jericho, Guevara, and Suzuki versus Kingston, Yuta, and Umino match with the winning team getting the man advantage in the blood and guts. Yeah, they said that stipulation on Rampage, yeah. but the match was made previously. Yeah. Okay. So, so they must have just real. They must have just realized that obviously the team with uh, Yuta and Umino isn't going to win anyway. Uh, so let's so let's uh, add that stip. So you know, classic. The heels get the advantage. That one should be pretty good as well. Um, you know. Five. I haven't seen Umino in ages, but you know he was good the last time I saw him, and the other five are very good. So, yeah. uh, four way for the first ever All Atlantic Championship: Pac, Miro, Malachi Black, and Clark Connors. I would echo your sentiments from earlier. I just hope Miro just just wins. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Um, let's see here. Uh, then we have the uh, Jay White, Okada, Hangman Page, Adam Cole match for the IWGP title. I outlined my my guess finish there earlier. Uh, again, will probably be very good. Yeah. If the, now, if this was in New Japan, that match has 43 minutes long mm. written all over it to me. I would imagine it's not going to go that long here. Well, I mean, how many matches... Cutting out the, uh, well, I suppose there is nine matches, so yeah, they probably can't, they probably won't, they probably won't, uh, which is for, for the better, uh, because they probably don't want to potentially cut off the actual main event then, which is Moxley versus Tanahashi. Um, I'm actually kind of interested in who wins this one. I feel like it's, uh, I feel like the odds-on favorite would be Moxley, but I feel like it's absolutely viable that they put it on Tanahashi so that they can then do the original Punk match they wanted to do. Yeah, but I think you raised the point as well about Moxley Punk then as a unification mm. doesn't make as much sense. No. Um. Yeah, I mean, we we often talk on this about the obvious choice versus the path less traveled, and if 
Tanahashi for a month or two as the champion, you know, that might be some something new and something different than than what we're used to, and and that could possibly have impact on the Moxley character how he reacts to that, and that seems like a more interesting narrative choice than Moxley wins and carries the belt for a little while. Do you do punk, but who knows? Tanahashi at all out in Chicago? That would be yeah, that'd be big. That'd be big. And that's the card. Um, yeah, so uh, we will be back next week to chat about it, uh, and also blood and guts as well. We have that to look forward to. I am, I am looking forward to that, and we'll discuss who TBA is, uh, TBC, TBD, that boy Antonio uh, X X for Solidio. Alrighty, that's the Chair Shop podcast for this week. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, you can contribute to the show by going to chairshoppodcast.com, popping us an email. Feel free to do so after Forbidden Door. You want to pop us a message saying what you thought of the show, lived up to your expectations, did not, exceeded. So excited about TBA. Oh no, TBA was rubbish. I can't believe it's to fiend. Um, uh, uh, whatever whatever is on your mind pop it over to us and we will read it out on air next week until then it's farewell from me Barry, it's farewell from Paul goodbye and it's goodbye from Joe goodbye